Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> um, how, how are you? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good, man. That was really weird. That was Everything's good. fine here. How are you? <laughs> Put that baseball bat down. <laughs> cool, the show hasn't happen. actually begun, so... Oh. But we're setting up, because you weren't here. Hello. Now you are. Hello. Hi. Has it started now? We've got people in the chat room. I don't know if they're listening. If they are, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, we're going to do a show. So are we just going to do a general banter show, because we've got lots of little things to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it works. We've been away for a couple of weeks, so... We have. So we've got a lot to a talk about. Yeah. We sure do. We've done some stuff and some things. And cool. Some shall we and... shall we embark upon it? Yeah. Let's go. Hello and welcome to World One Stage One. I am Simon, and joining me, as ever, is Jack. Yo! Eventually. And Irish. Yo! And Rob. So tempted to just pause there for ages. Hello. <laughs> and we are only audible in your left channel if you are listening to us live. And that's that's just how life is, I think. And Wait. So everyone speak out the right-hand side of your mouth and they can't hear us. Yes. Like a sneer. Yeah. Now, could a sneer. I'm curious. Do any of us know who Keishiro is? Because... I do. Ah, because yes. in the chat room. Ah, okay, because uh, immediately it's been asked if the Britannia Hotel isn't mentioned. <laughs> 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 oh, it shall be. <laughs> Oh, it'll it'll get referenced. Shall we begin with that, actually? Because the last episode we put out was, I believe, the um, uh, my crash course in what to expect at a British actually, anime it con. It was. It was oh, yes. Mm. Okay, last but one. Yeah. So it means we get to check to see whether your checklist was completed. Yes. Um, I can't remember what the checklist was now. Oh, there okay. was a checklist, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, what I do remember... Is that hotel trying <laughs> to yes. kill us? So, for those those of you who aren't aware, three quarters of World One Stage One uh, last weekend. Well, not uh, this is getting confusing. People like Two tuning in live versus li three weekends. A couple of well, weekends technically, ago, it's like six fourths of us because our uh, significant others were also there. That's true. That's true. World One Stage One at large uh, descended on Nottingham. The World One Stage One massive. Yes. I don't think so, actually. No. No, no, no. okay. Um, descended on Nottingham for Ame Chibi. Uh, so that's that's where we've been. That's why we've been a bit quiet recently, uh, because we, we were in a hotel and we were trying to survive. And it is quite common after a convention to have what is known as conflu. Uh, now, Zoe decided to step that up 
and come back with an inflamed appendix instead and has been in hospital for several days and had surgery and is recovering, uh, which is also why we've been quiet. Absolutely. It was like, okay, you're supposed to get ill after a con. Right, I can do that. (laughs) Watch like fucking explode. That's some serious shit. But I am happy to report she is fine, although um, she is at risk uh, when playing GTA on the PC with me of laughing her stitches loose. So we've, uh, we've put a moratorium on me being an idiot in, on GTA 5. You're not allowed to be funny, Simon. No, I'm not allowed to be. It's terrible. For the purposes it's, it's, of this episode, you will be Irish. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was too... That was, wow! <laughs> I'm sorry. That was either racist or incredibly personal. <laughs> either way, it's not cool. Not cool, man. That came from nowhere. I mean, we're all thinking it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I, I figured I was going to make myself the heel of the group, and I'm going to try and work on that. <laughs> but yes, the Britannia Hotel was where MHEV was hosted, and shall never be again. I suspect. <laughs> Hmm. Probably, most likely, yes. Uh, because, in short order, and some of these are first-hand, some of these are second-hand, uh, but this hotel... Oh, good lord, this hotel. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're familiar with Scarfolk, uh, which is sort of a British night vale, it's uh, a northern English town stuck in a perpetual creepy 1970s. Uh, <laughs> it sums up this hotel nicely, actually. A creepy perpetual 1970s. And that's just the decor. So, the one thing I will say is they had plentiful breakfast. Oh, yes. In their favour, that's that's right there. That's true, we had eaten them out of eggs. Yeah, and bacon and sausage. But I had a big plate of beans. (laughs) Beans and orange juice. (laughs) On the other hand, the, the, the bed was incredibly mobile. This is first hand. This is my bed that decided to escape the wall. Uh, the headboard was secured to the wall. The rest of the bed was not. So if you propped your pillow up from the bed to the headboard, it would just fall down the hole as your bed escaped. Uh, that was fun. Uh, the The doors apparently did not lock in some instances. Awesome. And in some instances, door locks were sort of um, wild card and would unlock any given door. So that, that makes you feel safe. The lifts were amazing. <laughs> oh god I would it, rather say the lifts were useful but they were amazing they were um, they were a force unto themselves <laughs> they, they were there was one point when I was on uh, the seventh floor and I pressed the button and the lifts came from the ground floor up to the tenth and then came back down to the fifth and then went up to the eighth and then went to the restaurant and then came to seventh eventually having done a trip that would have taken me there uh, many times over the doors opened, we got in, we pressed the button for the restaurant level, the doors closed. There was a long pause. Then the lift <laughs> said, level seven, and the doors opened again. <laughs> there was no one there. We waited sure until when, the doors closed again, in, and then we left. <laughs> when you went into the lift, was there a button called Hotel Tour that you actually pressed? <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. These lifts... Operate on no system I recognise as useful. Uh, But so far, these have just been sort of, uh, of, 
undesirable qualities. They've not been dangerous to life or limb. You know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Nuances. They wouldn't kill a man. So let's move on to the structural collapses. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the stuff that could kill a man, such as during the uh, the party on Saturday night, the ceiling falling in. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Yep. The ceiling tiles collapsed under the weight of the dubstep. Um, <laughs> heavy beats. We, we wobbed yeah, the roof down. It's terrible, uh, but part of me wishes there had been an accident of some variety, just so I could actually say one time I rocked out so hard it killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the wall falling over. Like partition walls that you might often see <laughs> where you sort of slide them across to so make a new wall, or it can sort of bunch Yeah, I like the up. idea of just a solid like foundation wall falling over. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. no, that came really later. It, it collapsed inwards to reveal, was it the 50s elevator shaft? Yes. Yeah. That's horrifying. Not yeah, only wow. is the, the, the your surroundings crashing around you, but you might tumble into a mystery <laughs> hole that's been... <laughs> I was just surprised we didn't find the bodies of the orphans that that hotel was quite clearly fucking built on. I, I feel like at any given moment in the Britannia Hotel Nottingham, you could tumble into a mystery hole. <laughs> Taking a shower? Mystery <laughs> Yeah, hole. I don't know why I called it a mystery hole, thinking about it now. <laughs> um, there's, there's some Silent Hill-level shit going on there. There really you know was. The, the next RPG, the next World 1 Stage 1 RPG Maker game I make is going to be called World 1 Stage 1 in the Mystery <laughs> Hole. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> where it starts. And of course, let's not forget the window that fell out of the ninth floor and landed on a pedestrian crossing. Uh yeah. Depending on who you believe, uh, a varying distance away from one of the former committee or current committee members. Who was the former chair? Former chair. Uh, nearly killing a man. Oh, two former chairs. Oh, nearly God. killing two people. Yep. What are the so, different distances? Is Does one account like four inches in the other four yards? Basically, yeah. I've heard everything from right was- next to barely missing to like a few <laughs> feet away. To grazing. <laughs> it's still a few feet away, let's be honest. It's still terrifying points. for a yeah. window plummeting yeah. from the ninth floor of a hotel building. <laughs> that from, is pretty from, terrifying. That's something I'll find a destination. Yeah. Um, from a source just, close to the event, uh, it was one metre. Okay, that's pretty average for the claims. And, and the thing the correct thing about it was, it wasn't so much the ninth floor, because you, if you add in all the other... At the ground floor and the, oh yes, the, that's a good point because this is the Hotel Britannia Nottingham and they do math differently there. Their number system starts at G <laughs> and then goes G R B C, and then you start counting. Yeah. So it was so the thirteenth floor. It was the 13th. Oh my god! It was the thirteenth floor. Yeah, and then, do you know what the thing is? It was the thirteenth room on the thirteenth floor. Oh, guys! I've just oh, freaked it's... out. I have yeah. just now freaked out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, it's the fact that like I uh, right that morning that very morning I had been doing the charity auction at Amicon and I had a speech set out to, to advertise to people that they should go and join in with a rock band tournament later on that day and halfway through saying what I was going to say I got called off to the side of the stage and was told to remind them of some other bits and pieces of information as well so I didn't get to say what my original plan was, which was to say, hey, everyone, go and join in the rock band tournament and let's tear this fucking place down. And I'm really glad I didn't get to say that in the end. Because if I'd said, let's tear this fucking place down, and then the place got torn fucking down, 
I'd have felt somewhat responsible. Because it was I don't know, that would have been pretty a, awesome. A possibility. Yeah. It absolutely was, to be honest. <laughs> that hotel so, was quite something. However, the con was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, God, the convention was amazing. Yeah. Britannia. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. yeah. The, are they a chain? Yes. Because there's one that's kind of like the Overlook Hotel in Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> so you like just, I'm not shitting you like the pipes that make the sounds of like you know a gross. wrench being dragged dragged across the floor that kind of thing and <laughs> the 70s carpet that you could easily run like a tricycle down yeah. you know <laughs> alright I'm going to try this now. yeah yeah, yeah. but the, the, the hotel itself death trap the convention itself absolutely phenomenal um, I spent significantly more than I anticipated. So, mad props to Jenna for organising an awesome dealer's room. Hell's yeah. Um, and that's also impressive considering it was a very heavily on the anime con, anime con. Yes, but they did have plenty of Ghost in the Shell merchandise. So, that is, that is that was, my, ah. my weakness was exploited. <laughs> what did you get? I got a Figma Matoko Kusanagi. And I have to say, right, it's my first Figma, and I know they're a big deal in the anime community. I already love them as a company because they include a baggie with the uh, model to put all the alternate bits in. Hey, so and the baggie is marked with the model number of the figure so you can associate them really easily. Well done to them. Yeah. I also got uh, a really nice Tachikoma. I cannot remember the manufacturer for that. Rebel Tech. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's a really nice posable Tachikoma. And that comes with a little box to keep the alternate bits in. So that's cool too. Uh, Japan seems to have its shit sorted out in this regard. Yeah, they have that down. <laughs> and I got some nice uh, blind box figures from the Ghost in the Shell movie, the original movie, uh, where I all four of them were the one in ten alternate clear plastic versions, and all four of them were different. So, and the odds against that were pretty huge. <laughs> I'm quite pleased. So you've got some super rare little tiny figurines. Yeah, I do. And I also bought uh, just a shit ton of buttons, really. Because oh, I yeah. bought a new bag to take with me, uh, which started off just as my Star Lord cosplay <laughs> bag, and then after the cosplay day, which I did on the Friday because it was quiet, and I figured it would be easier to ease into the whole doing a costume thing when it wasn't in full swing. <laughs> I'm glad I did, uh, given yeah. how many photographers were haunting that place over the weekend. <laughs> um, you did have a I- wonderful moment of, of complaining <laughs> about. Oh yeah, that bit where there was yes, I just had my photo taken by. I think that was actually by um, Team Nico. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Tom who did my photo for that one, which is why I said yes. And then as I'm sitting down complaining, oh, why did I, who hates having his photo taken, wear a uh, costume to a convention? And then I look up and there's this quite young girl with a camera just looking horrified that I've just now declared that I hate having my photo taken and she was about (laughs) to ask to take a photo. And I was like, sorry, no, it's fine. Yep. It's fine. Take a photo. Do it. <laughs> I felt awful. She felt awful. It was one of those wonderful moments where no one is happy. Um, Yay! And that <laughs> is an anime convention in a nutshell. <laughs> but yeah, after that, I figured, this is a really cool bag. I'm just going to use this for everything forever and covered it in buttons. Yeah. So you, you had a good time. I did. I'll be going back. Uh, sadly, I won't be going to Kitacon this year because it's full. It is. They, they, they had a special announcement on stage to tell everyone it was full. But I will Looks be keeping like- an eye out for Ame and Kita next year. Oh, hells yeah. But not Toko, uh, because even this is not <laughs> worth camping. 
But I've got to say, dude, it, you know, take it for what it's worth. I can guarantee you at Tokenatsu, you are guaranteed to not have a window fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go making promises you can't keep. I may take windows with me and just say, the curse of Anacorn! <laughs> uh, I know. think that should be the secret weapon in um, uh, Otaku Royale. Should yeah. be a sugar glass window. <laughs> so you just defenestrate people. Yep. No, uh, Kyle and I have already thinking of a plan for Tokenatsu, which is taking uh, lots of animal masks and then leaving them with notes in boxes for people. Oh for no, the- that's <laughs> monstrous! I love it. Yeah, for all the Hotline Miami fans out there, because my costume arrived today. That's awesome. So uh, it's, it's up on Facebook now, but I'm going to do it to uh, Kitta and to Tokenatsu. Terrible nerds that we are. Because that's I have what decided. you need when you're out in the wilderness, some fucker with a pig mask and a baseball bat walk here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went stumbling into the wilderness when I was there last time. Oh, God, and, yeah. Uh, I disappeared, and I don't remember what happened because I was incredibly drunk, but there's like an hour gap where I was just in a field somewhere. <laughs> um, in the Midlands. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that where it was? Well, it was in Milton Keynes to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I sort of in the middle of the land. It's near it. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's in Norfolk. Oh. And I have decided for next year, money, time, and ability permitting, I might step up the costume game. Oh? Because I think one of the great ways to avoid any awkwardness is to wear a costume with a mask. Yep. And I have made a choice, but I'm not going to reveal it in case the plan falls through. Okay, fair enough. But watch this space this time next year. Well, not this time, because Ame's in July next year, but yes, that time next year, watch this space. Are For my inevitable Groot? failure, I'm not going to be Groot, although that would oh, be amazing. Oh, damn. I might <laughs> now be Groot. <laughs> I might now be Groot. Yeah, yeah, we are Groot. Come on. Oh, come on. Hey, Robbie's going to fur off and be Rocket. Actually, I have seen someone do a full fursuit Rocket, and it was really good. Yes, I've seen one. Say that, yeah, I saw it. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was thinking for, for next anime that we do as a group the uh, Inquisition in the Winter Palace. Yeah, that does sound awesome. With the, the big red formal um, military jackets and everything. With all the, the brocading and everything on them. Mm-hmm. What is that noise? I, I think that might be Evie playing with her car toy still. Yeah, uh, I apologise. Uh, we have the plague in the house at the moment. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> uh, right. I saw this status the other day of, of Jenna saying that she'd basically taken Evie out and about and taken her around Cheltenham. Come home. Oh, yes, Realise she, she had chicken pox. I'm like, have you just infected Cheltenham? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking typhoid Jenna over here. <laughs> Angel of death. So, it, is, so, it is best to get it young. It is best to get it young, but like, <laughs> Evelyn going out there and just like, like... What I find absurd about it is that when, when like there's a kid that's off sick when they're young in school... And then all the mums will hear about it. I only heard about this the other day, but they will arrange pox parties. Pox parties yeah, pox yep. where they yeah, will they're just fairly have... normal. We had, oh. one today. we had one today. We had Izzy come over. We have we have a visual. No, 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 Simon. Simon's your picture just turned into a picture of a microphone. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know why it's done that. As in, like, I thought it was like. It's yeah, Simon's microphone. It's, yeah, it's yeah. now just a photo of like a, a, a microphone, a recording rig. That's strange. On mine, it's still your profile picture. That's weird. 
That is very weird. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> that's irrelevant. To yeah, I can, see, I can see it on Jen's. That's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. I can see it on mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is actually my microphone. <laughs> yeah. Huh. For no good reason. <laughs> Wave your hand in front of it. See if it's live. No, it's not, because my microphone isn't over there anymore. Ah, I, that's right. weird. Never mind. Moving Did on. Did you say it's more? Was it there and it's taken a picture of the past? <laughs> <laughs> yes, You're now has. recording live from two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> right, well, that's, uh, that's got nothing to do with what our listeners can see or yeah, hear. So. Yeah, but it's still that's, terrifying. Uh, Amit yes. Jimmy, we, we wholeheartedly recommend it. So Amicon next year, we expect to see a couple of the World 1 Stage 1 listeners turning up. Yes. Hells yeah. And we're gonna, now you're a suit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. I will admit I did that. <laughs> that was hilarious. I nearly snorted teeth. Well done. Um, so yeah, we're going to expect to see some World 1 Stage 1 listeners. We'll do a panel, it'll be awesome, and yes... We won't. No one will get appendicitis or anything. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, again, <laughs> don't don't make claims that you can't keep. Well, if I take out everyone's appendixes during the convention, then presumably no one will get appendicitis after the convention. I'm pretty sure we will still have a horror story to tell, though. <laughs> well, we're going to be. I mean, where are we going to be? Warwick. It's Warwick Art Center next time, isn't it? Warwick yes. Art Center. Amazing. It is. I, I, do you? How do you feel about it? The, the convention being held at Warwick Art Centre, Rob. Uh, the one that I dropped in on. Yes. Um, that was really cool. Um, just to explain to people listening, uh, I was living in commentary at the time, and I knew Jack was going to be what it wasn't. Oh, this was this was Iacon a couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah, 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 and that was at Warwick Art Centre. Yes. So I said hi to Jack. I jumped off the bus because it's only like. Um, Five minutes away on the bus, uh, said, "Oh, hey, man!" Caught over Jack briefly, and he was like, "Oh, no, come, come into this uh, the lecture hall here. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna watch a. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll see, you'll see." I was like, "Okay." He said, "We're just gonna." Did have you a chat. take him to a Yowie panel? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hentai panel. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, this was this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I actually thought it was really cool. Like, because uh, it is, you know, there are people that appreciate that kind of thing. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> 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 there, there are and you were in a room full of them no but i meant like i meant the actual the the actual event of people all watching it for a laugh you know like obviously people enjoy um hentai absolutely would you, would you like but... a shovel right now <laughs> no 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 like honestly like i just thought it was amazing how yeah. it was being used for comedy purposes rather than purposes which, which that is, which it is, was meant for which is the plan for when i run a hentai panel Okay. I'm going to run it as a panel game show. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it Hentai Got News For You. <laughs> and we're all going to get involved. My favourite oh. Rob story when it comes to the Warwick Centre was the, uh, that time where he texted you saying, hey, I'm in Cheltenham, want to meet up? And you're like... Oh, shit, yeah. Well, we did, <laughs> oh, we did yeah. A, we did a skit at, at Iacon a couple of years ago. So Rob, being an actor who lived in Coventry was in Cheltenham, who texted me and said, hey, I'm in Cheltenham, do you want to meet up? And I had to text him back say, I'm sorry, I'm in Coventry, I've just gotten off the stage. Yeah. And it was the weirdest fucking, <laughs> like, quantum leap yeah. shit that's ever happened a little between us. A bit Twilight Zone. Yeah. But it was wonderful, I liked that. I mean, it was, it's not that outside of the realms of possibility, it's, it's is it? It's like, 
<laughs> uh, it's a bit weird and Coventry's not that far away. No, it Although isn't. if I may take on Jack's role for a while, uh, as an actor, Rob, you go to auditions. I do. I've been to a few lately. Yes. And, and in fact, one that you went to was for a film that's coming out this year. Oh yeah, remind yeah. me of that. I just, I'm segueing. We both auditioned. That's we true, segway. but it was a really good segue. To be that, that was a very good segue. We both auditioned, man. It's okay. We both. Oh yeah, but, but Rob got called back. You didn't. No, no, I got called me. back. <laughs> I don't love being with you. I'm trying to support him. I know. I'm just trying to rub it in because um, I can <laughs> be cruel whilst I segue. Yes, you can. We, we uh, support that <laughs> and it's been really fun to watch the internet reaction to the latest teaser and i thought seeing as we have a range of uh star wars love between us we should probably touch on it yeah, yeah. i'm really happy we are because let's touch it um let's touch our star i want to touch it i, I want to <laughs> touch it I, I, it, I said to you the other day, didn't I? Uh, Simon messaged me because uh we're talking about um, a role-playing game that i'm running currently um but uh uh, you said something along the lines that I'm surprised you can talk. And that isn't actually uh, an exaggeration. When I watched that, I got emotional. I was amazed he was coherent that soon after the release of the teaser, because I know yeah. how much Rob loves Star Wars, and especially that final shot, and we can't spoiler a teaser trailer, when Han and Chewie turn up. Yeah. It's, there um, is just a, a huge nostalgia-gasm. And that line, Harrison Ford, like, he's not been in, like, many great things lately, but, like, <laughs> you know what? Man can act, and he he nails that line. It's just perfect. Opinion oh. varies on that. Yeah, really? he kind of flubbed all of his lines as hand the first time round. Yeah, I have seen people saying that he looks completely dead-eyed and... Uh, wading through the line from certain no. people but there are people i'm sure who are determined to hate this film because it's not lucas and it's abrams he's got a a really funny history with um um like de his deliveries um or rather the takes of his different deliveries being used in trailers if you look at the and this is some really kind of obscure kind of reference here but if you look at the um Crystal Skull trailer, right? Oh, why would you want to look at that thing? Only because it's hilarious and rubbish. Okay, there's a line in it where um, I, I think Indy punches someone out and then his son goes, uh, you're, you're really a teacher? You know, like, oh my God. And then, and then his line is in the trailer, part-time, you know, like, oh, that's his, that's his joke. Yeah. And then the actual take in the film is him going, punching him out, him going, you're really a teacher? Part-time! <laughs> <laughs> That's his delivery, and it's like, why do people keep making strange edit choices with Harrison Ford? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Like, we know he's done a better, like, take, because it's in the trailer. Why do you is think there's a conspiracy of editors to try and make Harrison Ford the weird Twitter of Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy bastard if he isn't taking weird <laughs> takes, he's taking weird dives and planes. <laughs> Which he landed really impressively very by well all, very, you know, very fair well play. Like, guy's amazing. He is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. He is, he is yeah, <laughs> the best pilot in the galaxy. Definitely. Do you reckon he could have taken that light aircraft on the Kessel Run? Uh, 
Probably, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing no, as it oh, doesn't have life support and the Kessel Run would involve being in space. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Don't shit on this time when <laughs> we were going somewhere with this. <laughs> oh, all right, go there. We were doing so well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's I, talk I about free you trailer. up. Let's go there. Yeah, no, let's talk about the trailer, actually, because I've been really enjoying watching all of the people who lost their shit going, oh, no, lightsabers don't have cross guards. It's, oh, it's terribly non-canon, losing their mind, going, ah, this looks so good. And it's like, no, no, you hate this, remember? (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same people. It is the same people. Um, Whereas I was like, that's a bit weird, but I'm optimistic about the rest of it. And now this one, I'm like, yeah, fucking yes. It looks so, so good. Like, um... Like I, I'm obviously like it's fan service, but as well, you see, seeing all the progression of all the things that we're familiar with, like for example, the stormtroopers, um, even down to their weapons, you and know, the you imperial see, you, insignia itself. I mean, the the yes. banner behind them—that's not the Empire logo we know. No. No. Yeah, there is a really cool. Like I was watch, I watched along with. Uh, I say watched along. I watched like a um, a recorded stream. Of the celebration because there were some there were some cool little panel things that they did you know talking there about were. it. I was watching Abrams talk a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Like, just he, he the first thing he said about it was you know we want to make it like a western. I was like sold. Yeah, yeah. he specifically he said but, Star Wars is as much a western and a fantasy film as it is a science fiction, and that is how I've always felt about Star Wars. You know, it proves to me that he gets this in a way he doesn't get Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. This is something he understands. Um, he get his head around. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, but yeah, like um, them saying that because they um, they were interviewing people who had been at this, uh, been at the celebration, and how they had um, a number of different props there from Force Awakens, mm. and um, seeing this insignia and it, it having like a name. I, I mean, I heard the name. Do you want me to say it? It's not like a spoiler or anything. I just don't want to tell someone information if it's... You well, know. I want to know. Um, Apparently, so- they're called the First Order. Okay. The, uh, I think that's in reference because when the the shot moves back and you see that um, insignia on the big flag, yeah. you see a black-robed figure in the, in the background. Mm. So perhaps they're kind of like a strange... Um, almost inquisitorial kind of order that follow this weird dark Sith Jedi, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Cause we've also heard spoilers, um, not spoilers. Cause they're rumors. We don't know, yeah, uh, but we've <laughs> heard about the character, Captain Phasma, who is like leader of the, the, you know, the color guard of this Sith, you know, they yes. they are a, a specifically dedicated chapter to follow him rather than the empire as a whole. Yeah, a splinter group, group, as it were. Oh, with the little like the yeah, that's what I was talking about. The crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. who sort of looks really badass. Um, Yeah, and again, that sort of that red kind of um, decoration around him. So yeah, I I think that's a a viable thing. I reckon now that that um, from from the first teaser, you know, where you see the Sith walking through the forest. Yeah, I I'm willing to put money on that being Endor. Because well, yes, I mean we don't know much about Jaiko, do we? Which is the desert planet that you see in yeah, this teaser because yeah, it's, it's not Tatooine. My immediate reaction was, I think it's another moon of Endor. I reckon so as well, and, and I thought, well, maybe that's why he's going there because you've seen that you know Vader's helmet 
Yeah, what has been retrieved? What happened to his helmet? Well, Luke burnt burnt him in his armor. Oh, he but, did, didn't he? But yeah. the um, I reckon he's going there to get the helmet. And then now Kirby has asked in the chat the room. Sorry? If Endor is really hot, why is the forest planet in the trailer snowy? And the answer for that would be a large enough Death kinetic Star. impact yes. from, say, a fragment of the Death Star hitting yep. the moon would cause a nuclear winter effect. Yeah, it's, it's climate change because of that explosion. Um, and we do know, we, we know how Abrams loves doing shit like that, like mm. blowing things up and having it ripple into planets. Yeah, that's true. But let's face it, Death Star was always going to affect planets. Oh, absolutely! Long does. before JJ Abrams came along, it's kind of what the Death Star was built to do. Exactly. So in a, in a way, it has affected planets. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why I reckon the um, you know his lights, Luke and Anakin's lightsabers there as well. You know, it's um, mm. he's, I think he's retrieving artifacts of Vader. He's like a fanatic. It certainly fan. looks like it. Yeah. And oh, I'm damn. side. I'm one of the th- things JJ said in his interview that I was watching at Celebration that really pleased me was he was saying that they were sending the footage off to ILM now to do the special effects footage. But he yeah. said that the footage that they're sending, pre special effects, you can still see the movie in it because they've built everything practically that they could. Yes. And that makes me smile because i'm a huge fan of practical special effects anyway Mm. but star wars invented so many practical effects absolutely more than the story more than jar jar it's why i it's the thing i like least about the prequel trilogy is the massive amount of cgi backdrop because the actors have no sense of place when they're performing and i I, I think it takes something away from it yeah than the script well, yeah, that was written on fucking post-it notes. <laughs> In fairness, but, the actual script of the original Star Wars isn't great. No, true. But there's this true stuff around that you got some good acting roles going on. I think the thing that really got me about it that there's something that Rowan mentioned. We know that Rowan is not a big fan of Star Wars. Hmm. She said, "You know, we're still going to go see it, but it's largely because John Williams." Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing, just like it was that moment in the new trailer, the opening shot and the. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really done. pleased with the, the line, the panning yeah. shot, of the desert, and, and oh, the, the line down Death uh, Star Destroyer. Yes, oh. the line that they chose for Luke to be saying, I felt was a perfect choice because it is really kind of hammering home the fact that you know this is the next chapter. You know, this is happening after Return of the Jedi, and that line is from is one of the best lines in Return of the Jedi. I feel it makes like. it it's dynastic. Good. Yeah, it's it's the one where he goes. Um, the force is strong in my family. Uh, my father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. And it's like, oh my god! Is that Luke saying that? Yeah. He says, "My father has it." Yeah, because um, it's a quotation. It's a line from Return of the Jedi. Oh, when so Vader still I... was alive. Okay, I couldn't, still I, couldn't, alive, I couldn't remember that line in Return of the Jedi. So I, yeah, that's where I got confused. I was like, but Vader, <clears> if this is Luke, then Vader dead. But also, no, no, no it's Return oh, of the Jedi. Spooky ghost. Yes, yeah. <laughs> spooky force ghost. Apparently you're cutting out, Jack. You're not for me, but apparently you are for the stream. That's a bit weird. Which one? Um, good question. Which Jack? <laughs> but um, yeah, so episode seven looks pretty amazing. We've also seen a tiny, tiny fragment of teaser, but heard more from people at Celebration about Rogue One, the first sort of spin-off movie. Yeah. 
And this one's really interesting to me. Uh, and it's you, Jack, rather than Irish. Oh, okay, but fair enough. I that's, that's, to the microphone. It's odd because that's, uh, you and Rob are on the same stream, so you'd expect yeah. that... Uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just get closer. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rogue One is going to be... Well, for one thing, it's the nail in the coffin of Kyle Katarn's history. Because uh, no. it's the story of the theft of the Death Star plans. Yeah, it was Kyle, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was Kyle Katarn uh, in the old EU mythology. Uh, not anymore. Uh, now it's it's Rogue One. It's going to be a force-free Star Wars movie. No, no Jedi, no Sith. It's just a military story crossed with a heist story. Uh, and with much more grey morality than Star Wars traditionally has, because the Jedi and the Sith can deal with absolutes. Because um, <laughs> as, as was famously said, yes, uh, <laughs> proving the point that the Jedi and Sith can equally handle absolutes. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be much more black, uh, much less black and white, much more grey area, much more uh, means to an end kind of military stuff with the early fragments of the rebellion, which sounds really interesting. Yeah. I'm totally up for this. The art, the, there's like one bit of art they released for it, and it's, uh, I can't remember the name, the one who's in Theory of Everything. Um, uh, anyway, she is like the main character, and it's this beautiful image of her in. Um, Rogue Squadron flight suit gear with the helmet and stuff with her head um, against another helmet. Um, so I'm thinking perhaps she's involved with someone who is also a pilot that perhaps dies early on in the film or something. Um, and it it just is like a really kind of emotive picture. Like I'm just really cool pleased they're stuff. showing a, a woman in a pilot suit because, of course, That's there were plenty who, yeah. of female pilots in the original trilogy who got left on the editing floor. Really? Yeah. Yeah, in the um, Attack on the Death Star, there were female X-Wing and Y-Wing pilots uh, that got edited out. Ah, the 80s. Mm. Uh, So question from Kirby. Uh, Did you see It Follows, Jack? No, I never did. In the end, I I, I suck as a as a as a horror movie goer. I do have some like cinema stories to tell, um, but we'll do that after um, Star Wars talk. Um, <laughs> clearly, Evelyn is not pleased by the fact that I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I am also not pleased. Not pleased. Um, what's it called? Sorry, it follows. It was a. Like, I've heard movie. it. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I've not seen it though. I wanted to see it, but eh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it on, on DVD at some point. Dvd. Well, Kirby gives it 10 out of 10. Best horror film of the 21st century, apparently. Damn, I'm going to give it a definite go then. Excellent. Okay, cool. Now, horror. Okay. Oh, yeah. does anyone else any, have, have any Star Wars before I segue? Um, I could talk for hours, so we probably <laughs> better. We'll do, we'll do one closer to the, the, the time. Yeah. Should just Star Wars episode. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, yeah, we've never actually done a Star Wars episode. It's because totally everyone knows. Do that. We, had, we did Dark. Yeah. We did Dark Forces. We did do Dark Forces. That was awesome. Yeah, did you do Jedi Knight Two? Well, we sort of just did. Jedi Knight Two is my like favorite game ever. I would love to do an episode on Jedi Knight Two. Might be time <laughs> to do a Star Wars games thing again with Battlefront having been announced. Oh yes, oh, let's talk about Battlefront. Speaking Good, of okay. awesome trailers. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, I've not seen the sorry. Battlefront, so I don't care. It's going to be good. It looks it's phenomenal. Completely, 
Jenna, Jenna's just. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you reason. got the horn? No, 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 no. A good reason. No, to, a good reason to do a Star Wars episode is so she can watch the original trilogy. Ah, what? we could do a never no, seen no, no, Star no. Wars episode. You don't understand? She's only seen the prequels. What? Ow. Well, if you've seen one, two, three, it's time to watch four, five, six. Yes. Are you kidding me? Whoa, calm down. Dude, 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 dude. Calm down, calm down. That's madness. Jenna, number down. seven is coming out this year. You better see four, five, six before it does, because you'll miss a whole bunch of story, like the good bit of the story. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only bit of the story that's going to be relevant to seven. Yeah. yeah. Battlefront, I'm going to look forward to. Yeah. Yes, Battlefront Sorry, looks amazing. Yeah, Battlefront, yes, I'm looking forward to that. But yes, horror films yes. inspire fear. Which means... And, and you watch them. So there's two ways in which they would be useless for Matt Murdock. <gasps> that was a... Oh, you know what? You've, that was, oh, you've replaced me as the Segway King. I have, I have. Because Matt Murdock is the blind King. man without fear, daredevil. I'm going to kill you and take my crown back eventually. Oh, please, <laughs> please don't kill me. You can have it back. I volunteer it. Cool. Um, so... I've seen three episodes of Daredevil. I don't know where everyone else is in it. Uh, I haven't seen more than I have. I haven't seen any. I've okay, seen cool. thirteen episodes of Daredevil. So you've seen the whole series. You know how yes. it shakes <laughs> out. Because literally, I I watched the first episode. Uh, was really really pleased with it. Then I watched the second episode, and I was hooked. I, thought gonna, I honestly thought you were going to go, and then I watched the second episode. <laughs> I watched the third episode, <laughs> and then yeah, um, can I, they, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like the the fact, also you've got to bear in mind, all of Marvel stuff is you know one universe. It's not a cinematic universe anymore. Yes. Really, it's more of a Marvel multimedia universe, and uh, this has just blown yes. most tied- of their property out of water. Yes, they've tied this in beautifully. Yeah. Um, and in such a clever way, because actually, I'm, I'm, I used to be a huge Daredevil fan. I haven't read him in a while. Um, mm. But a few years ago, he was, you know, one of my, the two Marvel characters I read, Thor and Daredevil. Um, I now read loads, but not Daredevil for some reason. That's going to change, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's always been the Hell's Kitchen hero. And the thing with Hell's Kitchen is when Daredevil was conceived, it was one of those neighborhoods that needed a protector. And now it's hugely gentrified. Yeah, it's lovely. It's pretty hard to get an apartment in Hell's Kitchen. They're quite expensive. It's much like various parts of London are becoming trendy and hip and aren't unsafe neighborhoods anymore. So I was thinking, Mm. are they going to set it in Hell's Kitchen or are they going to move it around? And they have set it in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, the Hell's Kitchen that was pretty much uh, decimated by the Battle of New York in the Avengers and yep. is rebuilding. Uh, oh so my God, that's so clever. There's property prices have crashed and there's uh, opportunities for crime. And it's they've turned Hell's Kitchen in the Marvel Universe back into what it needs to be to inspire Daredevil. And that's genius. I love it. And they specifically reference the incident that caused all this. 
Mm. Uh, and you know they'll occasionally reference the guy in the black suit well it's not like he's got a hammer or an, or an iron suit or something so he's definitely part of yeah. that universe mm. yeah but at the same time it's grim it is grim they it basically marvel grew up and yeah this it, is this is oh it's it's wait, brutal wait. Wait, more grim than the Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> in a different way. He pushes a man in front of a train and goes, that's the train, baby! Grim in a really excellent, you can't get enough of this kind of way. Like Episode the- 2 finishes with a seven-minute continuous take fight scene that is an homage to Old Boy. Yeah. Holy shit! It, it, well, when I, when I when he was going down the corridor, it, it, I first thought, actually, Raid, because uh, the door... Um, mm. If you've seen Ray Redemption, the, there's a bit where they go through a door, and they're basically <laughs> just like uh, fighting on this door that's kind of held up in this really narrow kind of uh, hallway. And that um, definitely happens. Yeah, that happens. Um, someone gets hit with something which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> but, though. Um, it's um, oh, it's phenomenal. Like whoever does that action, whoever choreographs that. Yeah, the oh, fighting wow. is absolutely brutal. And what sells it for me is Matt Murdock is not a superhero. No. And it looks like he really hates the fight. Um, he is suffering. Mm. It takes him a while to get up in between blows. Uh, there's a lot of pain for him involved, but he doesn't stay down. That's his character. Yeah. You know, they're selling it as just a really determined guy who gets the crap kicked out of him. He, he's not invincible. He just does not give up. It, again, I can see the, the comparison with Old Boy with it being like there are moments where you have a, a lengthy fight scene where, like you were saying, he takes a while to get up. Like they, both him and the people he's up against, have to t- take a little bit of a re- respite to kind of yes. catch their breath. There's and like great moments where Matt is leaning on a wall breathing really heavily and a guy is sort of picking himself up and they're both eyeing each other like this is going to happen but we're going to take our time and he sort of gets to his feet stumbles forward and you can see Murdoch sort of push himself off the wall and half fall towards the guy as he throws a punch and they're just exhausted it's really well done and after he gets the heck beaten out of him he ends up at Claire Temple's place, who was a uh, night nurse in Marvel, more yeah. known for uh, patching up Luke Cage, really. Yes. Who, of course, is having another series himself. So they're yeah. tying everything in together brilliantly. I can't wait for David Tennant as the Purple Man. Indeed. The Purple Man? Yeah, the Purple Man. A, yeah, he's a psychic that can control people, and he's really nasty. He's a really horrible kind of street-level Marvel guy. Like... <laughs> Um, he makes people do untoward things, and Tennant's going to get a chance to really flex his bad guy muscles. Yeah, that'll he's, he's going nice. to be good as a, he's good as a villain usually, so it should be cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm three episodes in, as I say, and I love the world they've built. I love the way they've tied it into the MCU. I love the tone of it. Um, yes. I said to Zoe, I'm quite enjoying Gotham. But Daredevil is a much better Gotham City show than Gotham yes. could ever be. Yes, it is. Huh. It, it really is. Yeah, Matt Murdock's New York is Gotham. It is the same New York that inspired Batman. And um, the only thing I'm slightly wary on is 
Daredevil himself. Uh, there's a bit too much... The torture and the anti-hero aspect has always been part of Daredevil, but it feels too much of the Frank Miller Daredevil and not enough of the Joe Quesada Daredevil. I wouldn't worry about that too much if you're only three... Yeah, yeah. I am only three episodes in, and the th I mean, I know that Catholicism and penitence is a big deal for Daredevil, but <laughs> the torture okay. has been uncomfortable already, and I'm only three episodes in. Uh... Don't worry, that's all I'll say. <laughs> See, I'm going to reserve judgments until the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But it's... Uh... What was that? Jack, go. What did you say? Oh, I, just, I just was asking if Colin Farrell turned up. Apparently no, not yet. Thank God. I'd rather he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil oh, was on. not he, a good movie. He was, But he was one of the best things about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a sheer amount of scenery chewed. I will say this, I really like the guy playing Foggy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, he, you know what? The, the, another the great thing about this is that every single character is written wonderfully, and he is really well cast. He's a really, really good actor, that guy. Can't think of his name now, but I've seen him in something else. He's, um, I'm not going to try and think of it now because it'll take ages, but he is brilliant. He's very, very... Um, uh, I was trying to think of a better word, but likable, I guess. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, and he's that's the thing. yeah, he's a good laugh. Yeah, because it's a really tricky character to play, because the thing about Foggy is he's that guy in the comics that you have to read a while to work out why Matt's friends with him, because he's a bit yeah. of an asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he's a really nice asshole. Yeah. And they've done a great job of getting that across. You can see the asshole there, but rather than making him repellent, they've made him really affable. Yeah. He's a, he's a lovable asshole. He is. I have known some lovable assholes in my time. I've gotten it's, very close to some lovable assholes in my time. They yeah. did a great turnaround with him in three episodes of... Because uh, the, the whole point of um, Murdoch and Nelson, their law firm, which was... Oh, I cannot remember the third partner in the comics, but anyway, it's, they've slimmed it down to just the two in the uh, show. Is They're pretty ethical guys, really. They've turned down lucrative offers at big law firms because they want to you know, practice their um, ethical law and not do shitty jobs. But for the first two episodes, Foggy is arguing, you know, we've got to take some cases for the money. We've got to, got to um, slightly bend our morals to stay afloat. Come on, let's, let's take a job. And then in episode three, where Matt suddenly wants to defend this... Let's just call him what he is, contract killer. Yeah. And Foggy suddenly turns around and goes, why are you doing this? I know I said we should take jobs for the money, but... And the sort of the subtext of what he's saying is, I only did that so that it was your fault we were poor. Uh, I don't <laughs> actually want to do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they've made a, a really good job of his character, and I'm thoroughly enjoying everyone in this show and just hoping that Daredevil's character is going to level out. Because Matt Murdock, I'm enjoying. Hmm. There's one character that I I would um I I really would like to insist that once ever and you know it's only 13 episodes it won't take you guys long insist that when we all have watched this we talk about this because um it just gets so much better and there is a particular character there's two characters actually I'd really like to talk about but I'm is pretty one sure of them Fisk? Yeah. sorry is one of them one Fisk of them, one of them is Fisk 
because he yeah. does show up just at the end of the third episode, just for a moment. It's the scene in the art gallery where he's looking at the white painting. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And he makes an um, impact right away, I have to say. I have heard that guy is a genius. Yeah, yeah, he is um, Kingpin. It's not a secret that Fisk is uh, no. Kingpin. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's only a secret from Matt Murdock for three episodes. Yeah. Um, but the the guy who plays him, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's just a powerhouse. Vincent D'Onofrio? Yes. Holy shit! He's that, so good in this, and I've only seen him do one scene so far. Oh, God. Like, this guy, he makes... Because this is the thing, and I'm not going to tell you about anything much about him because it, you just got to watch it, but, um, you know, Marvel, they do have a problem with their villains. Yes, Evelyn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, in the sense that, you know, they don't have as many kind of... Well, they do, I suppose, but they're not using their strong villains, you know. And this is why I really loved this um, this guy coming along and playing Fisk because he is he's unbelievable. He, in a way, steals it in a lot of ways. Um, and then there's another character that I definitely can't talk about because it's like, you know, isn't Vincent D'Onofrio the guy that played the giant cockroach in Men in Black? Um. More water, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that is the same apples. guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sugar, 90% sugar water, sure. Yeah, sugar and water. Oh, he, was oh. Ed, he was Edgar. Yeah, yeah, and he was also in the cell. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. My hands. But at the same time, he was in Strange Days, so we'll give him that. Yeah, and he was Goma Pile. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that was it. That's what how yeah. I. I will say he was. I'm not sure if pe- things on Netflix can get Emmys or anything. But, uh, <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the TV one? Oh, it is, it is the Emmys. That is it? the Emmys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm know really interested who the other character is now. Because, I mean, a couple of people who are sort of supporting characters have really impressed me. Yeah. Uh, one of them being Rosario Dawson uh, yes. doing Claire Temple. Yeah, she's uh, great. She's great in it. I mean, Rosario Dawson I have a lot of time for. In yeah. everything, really. And mm. the other one is the guy playing uh, Ben Urich. Yeah, Ben Urich is also very good. Yeah. I cannot remember who it is who's playing him. It is. Oh, uh, he's. Vondi Curtis Hall. There we go. Yeah. Is his name. And he's. Again, he turns up in the third episode and made an instant impression. I was like, yes. yeah, I'm going to enjoy your performances here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really strong show, really strong cast. I do recommend it on the strength of the three episodes I've seen. That's great. It's crazy, isn't it? It's so it's become so good. You have to recommend it after seeing just a small amount of it, you know. So, um, I, I'm almost gu- I'm almost gutted that there isn't going to be a season two and it's going to go into the others next because of what happens in it. But you know, there may be more. You know, I thought they had greenlit a season two. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought they were just going to do this one. They were going to do uh, AKA Jessica Jones, then Luke, Luke, Luke Cage H- and Iron Fist, Fist and then oh, do the Defenders. Fish. Yeah, Defenders. I'm sure um, I saw a, a news report type thing today about it. If they're willing to keep doing their separate seasons as well, then that's amazing. Uh, well, I'm seeing a lot of stories rumouring what will happen in season two. Oh, don't so, well, I mean, it's the obvious question is, is it going to be Bullseye? But um, no, people seem to expect there to be a season two. 
Cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. with that. Yep. Cool. I haven't even watched it. I'm happy with that. So basically, it's having it's had the opposite effect to like the first seventy episodes of Shield. This. Yeah, I'm it. not sure I would have ex- recommended Shield after three episodes. Yeah, same. From what I've heard from people, it's basically like it's, I was having a discussion with Rowan about this actually earlier. Was that I've only heard good things about Daredevil. Whereas with Shield, I heard good, like really good things to straight away begin with, like episode one. Episode one was good, and then it really died off. And then yes. season two started, <laughs> or whatever it was, like the the, the after the uh, the Cat, so, yeah, yeah. And then everyone was raving about it again. So it's, it's like there's that dip off point. I've really and enjoyed season two. It's uh, Carter, Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah. I heard really good things about episode one, and then no one's talked about it since. I only watched the first episode. Yeah, I only watched the rest yeah. of that. So I've it, watched it, about half the season, thoroughly enjoyed it all, but it's not compelling. No. Right. That might be why people just sort of stop talking about it or stop watching it. It's been dropped um, as well, hasn't it? It has. I think Whereas there was like, a big drop-off. I've only heard good things about Daredevil. It's, I've heard a few people so- complaining about the portrayal of Daredevil no. in much the same way I've been saying but not generally from people who've seen the whole thing is something uh, I am noticing. What is what is it? Do you do you mean it's like the religious aspects that bugs you about it? No, no, no. Because the religious aspects are absolutely vital to the character. Um, yeah. What is it? It's uh, to boil it down to a single line in season three. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Um, it's the it is how far he went in the torture and the casual kicking the guy off the roof at the end of the torture scene. Daredevil is one of those characters who will go a lot further than most of the sort of traditional heroes because he's more of an anti-hero. He's a street-level guy, but he's not the Punisher and shouldn't be the Punisher. So that casual, I don't really care if I kill you or not attitude and the I'm enjoying torturing you attitude. Not backing down in a fight, is Daredevil. Uh, taking it further than you have to isn't necessarily right for me. Okay. What I will say to that is he isn't Daredevil there. That's true. That is true. At that point, he is uh, in the black suit. It's um, a take on Frank Miller's early Daredevil stories, yeah. which are very similar to the Batman Year One stories. Yeah, Because yeah. Frank Miller can only write one fucking story. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Basically, if, just- uh, Daredevil's year one suit is exactly the same as Batman's, except rather than tying the uh, the cap around the top of the head, he's pulled it down over his eyes. Mm. Yeah. He does look very cool like that. He does, it's true. Like, the guy is impressive. Like, <laughs> like he looks amazing. Charlie Cox uh, was Joe Quesada's first choice to play yeah. Daredevil. Apparently, even before they made the Ben Affleck movie, he's always been his first choice to play Daredevil. Really? Wow. Yeah. Dude, the Ben Affleck movie was years ago. Yeah. Or it may have been, like, immediately after. Like, ever <laughs> since then, Charlie Cox has been. But I know they said that basically for as long as he's been thinking about casting Daredevil, it's been Charlie Cox he wanted. Mm. Yeah. He's um, thingy in Stardust, isn't he? Um, That's right, yeah. The the lead of Stardust. It's the lead. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. He's he's brilliant. He is he's great in Stardust. I love that film. Yeah, um, he's bulked up a bit for this. Yes, he has. <laughs> That's understandable. So yeah, I'm going to give that a go. Oh, do I'm going to watch that tomorrow? On a 
else you do like it's and, and it's something that you will be able to whip through if you're if you, if you've got a weekend or something yeah sit down it is 13 someone. episodes i am planning on marathoning it uh because it is really good and i'm mm. thoroughly enjoying it i'm looking forward to um seeing or rather hearing your uh thoughts on it once you've seen it all because there's some things you know yeah, that I I really really want to talk about now that we've been talking about it so much, we can't. So let's uh, right, should, we, yeah. should, we, should we segue into something else? Let's segue into something let's. else. Why don't you give it a try? Why don't I give it a try? Yeah. All right. So Daredevil. Well, wait. Do you know what we're segueing to? Yes. You planned this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and wing it. Okay. Um, so Daredevil, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 he lives in in Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Cool. Lost me already. <laughs> so Mad Max. Ooh, what? I don't get the segue, but I'm up for talking about Mad Max. Isn't it Hell Road, the new Mad Max film? Fury Road. Fury Road. Oh, (laughs) that was shit. Hell Road Road was an Overfiend sequel. My bad. You've yet to reclaim the crap. We're going (laughs) on the whole line of recent trailers and stuff. Yeah, well, basically, as I was saying, um, I went and saw... uh, I was trying to get that. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm basically just trying to make a failure of of a segue there. Um, Basically... Has anyone missed the cinema recently? Because that's that's the thing we usually do that we sort of missed over today. Uh, we got on Friday. What did I see? Like I've been watching a lot of stuff that are you know, but not in the cinema. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Uh, no, uh, last film I went to see was Chappie, and we've talked about that. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I, I saw. Oh, have you talked about that before? We we, we talked a little bit about Chappie. Uh, we haven't okay, done an yeah. episode, but we did basically yeah. go love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, no, no. Uh, two days ago, I went to the cinema and saw John Wick. I've seen John Wick. Right. I haven't, but I already hate it because, really? yeah, they did tie-in promotion with Payday 2. And John Wick is a playable character in Payday 2. Oh, they, God, they, I remember you mentioning this. Really? And they couldn't get Keanu to do the voice, so they got some terrible Keanu impersonator being John Wick. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind... Except, right, in the Payday lore, there's a yep. character called Hoxton. Yes, and who's... Who, still- in Payday 2, they couldn't Steve get the original Wilson. voice actor for Hoxton, so they just changed the voice actor. an American. People got really outraged at this, so they did this thing about how Hoxton was in prison, and the new Hoxton had taken his name. And then they released a DLC where you break Hoxton out of prison. And it's the original Hoxton back again, and you're escorting him in this armoured car. And if you've got the new Hoxton with you, then Hoxton makes a point of it going, you're Hoxton, are you? You've got a fucking problem. You should be Houston, mate. Um, <laughs> but now, because there are other playable characters, if you've got John Wick with you, he'll go, oh, John Wick, never thought I'd see you again. How's the family? And so they've, squeeze these horrible references to the movie into Payday 2 and I'm like, just fuck that off. Is a <laughs> yeah. um, so I already yeah. hate John Wick and I've never seen even so much as the trailer. Fair enough. I hadn't seen, I didn't see, I don't think there were even were trailers for it. No. No, it was... <laughs> there were trailers for okay, it. I'm pretty enough. sure it must have but, been. But... But I, didn't, I didn't hear about it. I didn't see anything about it. So it's... why did you decide to go and see it? We heard good things about it. Rowan just said... This, this is the first I even heard of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was Kaylee said to Rowan, oh yeah, I went to it, was, it was really enjoyable. Like, you know, switch your brain off, go and enjoy yeah, the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, now, yeah, I believe John Wick is one of those movies that turns up on the Does the Dog Die list. Yes. Yes. Isn't that the entire point of the film? 
That is literally the entire point of the film. Spoilers, the dog dies. Yes, as in the first, like, ten minutes. Uh, basically... The to, dog to dies explain, in the trailer, apparently. <laughs> yes. Um, right, John Wick is about uh, an assassin who used to work for the Russian Mafia. John uh, Wick. John Wick. Basically, you say that, but the entire film is predicated on people being afraid of that name. Yes. Am I wrong? Yes. And then saying, the man forgets that he's afraid of it, that name <laughs> and pisses him off and then remembers well, no, no, it's, why it's, he's it's, afraid it, of that no, name. No, it's his son who like doesn't know who he is. Yeah, no, I know. Because he's a young upstart. You yeah. Know? But the thing is, like, basically, yeah. Um, See, I thought we were going to say the entire film was predicated on the notion that people are scared of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> that, well. that could be a wow. Yeah. Oh he's, a, he's a hitman who used to work for the Russian mafia. One day he gets out, like he gets given, he, he basically falls in love with this girl. He wants to, he wants to leave the life of crime and whatnot. So the, the, the local boss, I don't know what the sort of terms are within, within Russian gangs, um, decides basically to say, all right, I'll let you go if you perform, you know, one last job for me, if you, mm. if you do one big Herculean task. And it's never outright said what it was, but it's very heavily implied. Basically, he says, uh, I gave him one impossible task. And we know that John Wick did get out because he has a happy family life in all the flashbacks. It's like, yeah. so we know he did this Herculean task. And the guy says, um, and the bodies that he reaped that day are what we built our empire on. Mm-hmm. So presumably, he basically just killed all the fucking local. He killed the competition. Gang. Yeah, he essentially. killed all the competition. Is what it so up. he he is, as they put it, like he's either simultaneously the boogeyman or the man you go and send to kill the boogeyman. Yes. Wow. The idea is he he is a super scary hitman. That is that is his whole thing. And one day he managed to get out, and he had a happy life for five years. Uh, and then his wife dies of some you know, of you know stereotypical movie illness that only ever strikes loved ones and how's the family, John? Sorry. Yeah, How's exactly. The family, right? John. Yeah, from Payday Two. Yeah, oh, and she. Uh, then it turns out that she basically made a. So his wife dies, uh, and then it, it turns out that she made arrangements that on her death, I don't know, like how long she'd been planning this. Like the last. She, weeks, she no. Well, she she had a terminal illness, yeah. so she could plan for it. Yeah, least. basically. So basically, uh, on the day after she the, the, her funeral, uh, a parcel turns up for him, and it's a puppy. And basically, she'd made uh, things so that so that he didn't have to grieve alone, and so that he had a reason to keep on going. Says the letter that comes with the puppy. Yeah, that he basically he the puppy a- doesn't tell him this. No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a better film. Yeah, so yes, it would. He, he has to. He's got this puppy to sort of look at to keep him going, and so on and so forth. It's, it's a reason to live, right? And then one day, like literally, like what a week later. Um, it isn't long. Is it? It's not long. Um, some guy, some guys, some local gang guys. Um, Cause tra- in trouble, home, at home invasion, home invasion, yeah. and like take his car, beat the shit out of him, and kill his dog. Right. So he goes on kind of a bender and decides he's going to kill everyone. That's and that, uh, and that's uh, the so film. Kevin Nash is in it. Okay. Dead silence for Kevin Nash there. <laughs> Look, unless he's playing the Russian in The Punisher, I ain't interested in his film career. He speaks. He speaks a line of Russian. And then tears his quad, I think. But he, <laughs> he's just, yeah, it's really weird. He's just a bouncer at a, a Russian nightclub. Yeah. And literally, he has, he has like one line of dialogue, which is, I've lost over 20 kilograms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then just steps aside. Like, what the fuck was that? The young upstart, for those of you who watch it, is played by the young upstart. Oh, yes, it's yes. like a weird play. Oh, yeah, and it's, yeah, it makes- no, 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 I'm just going to say, he's played by um, the actor who plays Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Um, 
So he's a pretty good actor. Um, I heard someone saying he basically just plays guys that, that disappoint their everyone, fathers. Yeah, and that everyone hates. Oh, okay. Like, he is really, he's really good at being someone who you dislike. And that well. guy, by the way, is the Alfie from the Lily Allen song Alfie. Yeah, because he's uh, Lily Allen's brother. He is actually Lily Allen's little brother, Alfie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, th- you watch his performance in Game of Thrones and then go yeah. back and listen to Alfie, and it's quite hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's, like, it's a really fun little sort of revenge story about it. It's essentially like, you know, one bad day. Willem Dafoe is in it. Yeah, well, oh my God, the, 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 the cameos in it. Willem Dafoe, Ian McShane... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Ian McShane yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said Kevin Nash. Who's the other one? The one, the guy who runs the chop shop. Oh, he, he was Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, I know who it is. And and Tibble in in um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. God, I can't remember his name now. Doesn't matter. We know who he is. But he's from, awesome. Yeah. Um, he's in it, and it's 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 just a really fun little like revenge movie. Really good action film. Made me really want to run a game of Hunter, like with just people, everyone in in world. It's a very good World of Darkness setting with all these assassins everywhere. It made me um, feel a bit weird because no, 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 not feel a bit weird. I just yeah. thought it was weird because gave me a uh, funny feeling, the, like climbing the rope it, in gym class. <laughs> it did because um, you know, <laughs> you know, this is weird. Yeah, um, you know uh, when Equilibrium, you know the film Equilibrium. Yeah, with um, Christian Bale, yeah, yeah, not a great film. No, it wasn't. And it kind of when it came out, it was kind of like one of those of the many that came out that were trying to sort of be the Matrix, and it had like I see Equilibrium as a dumb fun movie. Yeah, like it's okay. Like that, you know, it's Sean Bean in it is good in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, it's very watchable. It's just not very good. Oh yeah, it's it's not a good film, but it's. You have to pay attention. Yeah. But basically, like, if you like your dumb action film, oh, so you had a point. But yeah, my yeah. point, sorry, I should have said, my point <laughs> was, though, is that, that in Equilibrium, there's this thing called gun, uh, sorry, gun, gun fu. fu, which gun is gun kung fu while shooting people in the head. Yeah, with the, a, the gun cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is sort of now Keanu's come full circle from the Matrix to going into films that are using styles from films that want to be the Matrix. But it is actually really cool. I see, the way yeah. he kills people and shit. It, every, everything in that is done really <laughs> bizarrely efficiently. Like, when he's got a guy in a headlock, he doesn't then shoot the guy. He no. will then go to shoot every other person. He never shoots, in that film, he never shoots anyone once. No. He double taps everyone. Yeah. Unless it's a headshot. And even that, even that, sure. it'll be two shots. Sure. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. But like I said, it's, if you want like a good action film, and there's, there's that sort of, weird subgenre of movies about, you know, cabals of, of assassins, like secret, mm. secret societies of assassins living in a city somewhere. Um, and they just happen to all be in this big, this giant hotel just seems to have this sort of secret club for assassins where they can all meet and discuss business, but they're not yeah. allowed to conduct business on hotel grounds. Um, and it, it's, the oh, assassin it's really, equivalent of Elysium. Yeah, and this is what I mean. Mm. It's, it's very much a World of Darkness film. Like, if you go in there, oh, yeah, just imagining yeah. it, instead of assassins, it's vampires. It's basically just a Vampire the Requiem film. Yeah. Uh, complete with Prince and his bratty protege. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that one monster that they used to work for them is now gone independent. And they just leave him alone to do whatever the fuck he wants. As long as he doesn't come this way. Oh, shit, he's coming this way. We kicked him. Oh, no. Oh, shit, what have we done? And they make this really odd stylistic choice where it's kind of almost Japanese cinema, like where captions come yeah, up for but, them and stuff. I thought it was very much like a comic book. Um, the subtitles, because a lot of the characters in it speak Russian. 
All the subtitles, they don't appear at the bottom of the screen. They appear next to the face of the character who's saying them, and certain words will be highlighted in, like, bright orange or green or something like that. Yeah, it does it, sound like comic thought. book dialogue, yeah. Yeah. It, that's why I mean, is, is John Wick a comic book? or? I don't think so. Yeah, it sort of it felt like either a comic book or a video game sort of put on the screen. It felt like a Hitman movie. Yeah, that's no, not yeah. an adaptation. It's just it's just an original piece. Yeah, it's it's which is really weird because it, it felt it felt very much like an adaptation of something like in that it felt like it was based on a comic book. Um, but yeah, you know, I say I recommend it, but not like as you know, movie of the year or that. It's just yeah, you know, quite a good solid action revenge assassin movie. This that being said, um, I think this is right. I could be wrong. Uh, John Wick is the, is sort of I think it's is he the backed or is the studio's called Bold Films. I could be wrong, but I, I've been watching a lot. I was saying this to my friend the other day because he's watched a few of these films as well. I was talking to him about it. Um, Bold Films are behind things like Whiplash, you know, that uh, got a bunch of Oscars and Drive that I watched recently and Nightcrawler. Um, and they all seem to be these, each one of them are these kind of like these individual kind of um, uh, different stylistic films uh, that are completely independent and just they don't really have random that, things. They don't you know really what I mean? Yeah. Like John Wick and Drive. You know, it's um, so they're ones to watch. Yeah. Sorry, Whoever they are. I'm going back to my seat now. Don't, don't leave. Don't leave. He's almost me. there. He's almost there. Yes, the, the original point I was getting to was that in the beginning, watching John Wick, there were a couple of trailers on beforehand, including um, Star Wars, Avengers 2, which is out this week. Are we all going to go see Avengers 2? That's oh, yeah. Friday. Okay, good, good. Saturday um, for there me. Two trailers, two, two, two trailers I hadn't seen before. One for a movie I knew was coming out, and one I, was a complete blindside for me. Um, so, Mad Max, has anyone seen the, the big, big trailer? I have obsessively watched every single trailer for this film because I, right, Mad Max is one of those things. It's, it's a weird little franchise that I adore wholeheartedly. The original films, three films, very different films. Oh, yeah. All of them great. They are all different. I love thing, right? all three, and this seems like all the best parts of The Road Warrior mm-hmm. uh, redone. They've got George Miller doing it, uh, yeah. which is the genius. Uh, if you're going to do a reboot, do a reboot with the original creator, because then you get the the vision revealed in a way that you can do with modern filmmaking techniques, budgets, and effects. And I think it's probably well known to regular listeners of this show that I have a bit of a thing for Tom Hardy, just, oh, yes. uh, just in it's general, but also as but, an actor. Yeah. I think I think like three quarters of the current recording staff do have a thing for him. Quite possibly. I also Who's have a bit of a thing. I'm assuming Irish. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, why don't you like Tom Hardy, Irish? What? Like, no, I'm just saying he's the only person in the thing that might not want to put his penis in Tom Hardy. Oh, I see. I'm oh, I, like, I, like, I didn't say I wanted to put mine in Tom, but oh, there would oh, be penis yeah. insertion Simon, involved. Anyway, Simon just wants it in him. Yeah, but oh, okay. um, I'm also kind of into Charlize Theron as an actor, uh, yeah. and this is a great combination of the two, looking fucking awesome. 
this is the thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know when the last time this happened was. We were sitting down in the screening rooms, trailer for, for um the, the newest trailer for, for um Mad Max came on and fuck it's a long trailer. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that, oh yeah. That's like that's like what a four, five minute trailer? Was it like did it do a far seven and have like a whole no, bit of a scene? No, it wasn't. No, it was all chopped up scenes and everything. It was like a proper trailer. It just it just lasted a fucking age hmm. um, to the point. And I still don't know entirely what the plot is. I just know that someone was angry. <laughs> someone someone went somewhere they shouldn't have done. And Max has a weird mask on. Who's being tortured? And there's there's lots of cars and people with fire breathing well, guitars. This is what I love about yeah. the trailer. Is it's sold me completely on the style the soundtrack oh, the tone oh, uh, oh. but I, I don't know the plot and that's perfect I want to go yeah. in and learn and yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff going on around this film Like, um, it's not just Tom and Charlize that I'm excited about uh, Nicholas Holt is in this as well yeah, who is, say, Nick Holt, yeah. Yeah, Beast from the uh, rebooted X-Men films yeah, uh, I'm all about his performance. He's but one of my favourite things about this Mad Max is he uh, George Miller screened footage of it at SXSW, um, oh, and someone in the crowd apparently stood up afterwards and just went, "How the hell did you film that?" And that man was Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> so shit. if you've got that response from Robert Rodriguez, yes. Yeah. Uh, you've also like, got the guy who was Toe Cutter in the original Mad Max returning because he's like, oh, fucking, you're doing Mad Max. I want to be in it. <laughs> nah. That's a bit, these are things, right? I, I, I realize I'm not going to be winning any friends here, but you know what? I've only ever seen the first Mad Max film. Well, that's the I one with Toe Cutter it. in it. Yeah. I've seen, mm. so, I, so I know who Toe Cutter is, but I hated that film. I will say this, right? All three Mad Max films. Yeah, feel like they belong to different franchises. I was going to say, watch yes. the next one. It's so different. watch yeah. Road Warrior. Yeah. If you watch nothing else, watch Road Warrior. I mean, Thunderdome is very much to taste. Yeah, I love. Some people hate it, and I understand why. Some people love it, and I really understand why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but of the three, Road Warrior is definitely the best of them, and. Fury Road really feels like it's a sequel to Road Warrior. It's just, it, it really hammers home. This is the thing I never got, because I didn't really get the whole, whenever we, uh, back in the day when we used to play Gorka Morka, and people mm. always described it as basically being Mad Max, the tabletop game. Yeah. And I didn't quite get that, having only seen the first Mad Max film, which I thought was painfully boring. It's it's um, a slow revenge drama, yeah, no, it's the first one. Manner. Yeah. And I mean, I was quite young when I watched it, so, you know. Uh, but I mean, it's not Gorka Morka, but Road yeah. Warrior is. Road yeah. Warrior is massive convoy tanker attack with and weirdly shot, like the giant trucks covered in spikes with flamethrower playing like people with yep. guitars that shoot fire. So it's like a giant Ramstein concert on a giant black truck speeding through the desert with bikers going alongside it with like giant uh, hook flails. And I don't know. There seems to be like some kind of weird race of mutant people, like the, the weird like completely white skinned things with the gas masks on. Um. And I don't know who it is. I'm assuming like it's the villain or whatever it is, but that guy looks fucking terrifying. Mm. Yep. Um, and I'm so stoked for this film. Yeah. I have been ever since the first teaser. Yeah. I've been waiting for... Because we're doing so many reboots and everything now. I have been waiting for a reboot of Mad Max 
and then when they announced it and they said George Miller was back and they were doing all the effects practically, it's all done with stunt cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm sold. I'm all in on this film. Yeah. I cannot wait. Like I said, this, this is the thing. I, I, I don't know the last time this happened is that we watched that trailer and when it got to the end of it, Ro and I just looked at each other and just had the biggest grins on our faces. We both are absolutely so up for watching this film. And I don't know the last time we did because normally you know that thing of just you watch your cinema trailer and then you turn to the person with you and you just go, "Well, that looks like shit." Yeah. Or, or you go, oh, "Yeah, I might go see that." Yeah, I might go see that. But we just turned <laughs> and just had the massivest grins and we're just like, "Yes!" And then when we came out of watching John Wick, we were like, "Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good." So what about that Mad Max trailer? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm. So that's the only that. reason we spoke about John Wick. Yeah, literally the only reason I want to talk about John <laughs> Also, I'm going to say, it's worth going and watching John Wick just for a bit of fun. But if you're going to go watch it, watch it so you can go and see the massive uh, Mad Max trailer on a big screen. When is it out? Mad Max. Is uh, it summer? I don't know. It's, so it's, it's soon. Yeah. It is soon. But, I don't know the yeah. exact date. But the other trailer we saw. Oh, this, wait. This we week. have another trailer to talk about yeah, as well. The other, it blindsided me. Which one? <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh, right, okay. Oh, what? Poltergeist is getting a remake. Mm. Yeah, no, I knew that was coming, uh, but... didn't, yeah. Obviously not my genre, so... Which is fair enough. I never actually saw the original Poltergeist, it was worth pointing out. But I obviously know all the... Because I I can't think of anything, any sort of comedy series of the last 20 years that hasn't referenced referenced it. Um, (laughs) But it was that moment, like, you know, he's going, oh, okay, stereotypical sort of haunted house movie, all right. And it was the moment Mm. of the little girl putting a hand on the TV screen and all the hands coming back, all someone going... Oh no, I know that. And then seeing all these bits and pieces go, I feel like, yeah, this looks kind of. I mean, obviously, horror fan. Uh, I, I like the classic horror and whatnot. But never actually gone around seeing original Poltergeist. I give this a go. It looks they've got some just based entirely on the trailer. Looks like they've got some sort of good tension stuff going on. Really nice, sort of quite gruesome effects without going ridiculously over the top. Mm. Um, and yeah, it looks like it's aiming for scares rather than shocks. Yes, which is always worthy of more respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like you rightly say, with Poltergeist, basically popular culture has already shown you that film. Yeah, so it'd be very, <laughs> very interesting to see what they can do around that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Do you mind if I try a segue? You know what? You go ahead. You go ahead. I'll give you the I'll right. Give you the range. Okay. Um. So we're talking about Poltergeist, right? Yeah. And what do Poltergeist do, like, typically? Oh, they throw shit. Yeah, they throw shit. And what happens when someone throws shit at you and it hits you? Oh, I get hurt. You hurt. And what happens when you get hurt? I cry. And you bleed. Yeah. You can bleed. The question I'm going to ask is, can Superman oh, bleed? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Because he's going he to. Yes, he is. Oh, fuck, I hate that trailer. I've not seen it. Oh, mm, uh, mm, so, I don't know what to think about I'm it now. I'm so conflicted. Uh, so am I. I. No, I'm just pure loathing. Pure loathing. Because um, Marvel are doing so well with their films. Oh, yes. Yeah, and know, DC seem to have gone, hmm, we're the gritty brown films. Let's double <laughs> down on that. I'm so angry. Because, uh, right, Man of Steel, I will, I will defend to the hilt because it's not a Superman movie. Yeah. It is the movie of Clark Kent learning to be Superman and they did it yes. brilliantly. I yeah. really like Man of Steel. So did I. Yeah. But this is his first film as Superman. 
Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that what they're selling is the world's response to him, not him. And the trailer mm-hmm. is cut to reflect that. But yeah. they've just made Superman so goddamn grimdark. And yeah, Ben Affleck, why that voice? After the, how many years have people been taking the piss out of Christian Bale's decision? And you decided, yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that. Oh, like, I think that was a voice mod, though. It was a voice no, modulator. Yeah, right. It's him doing the, it's him doing the, the Christian Bale voice. Plus, it's all digitized, like, through some kind of voice. I didn't think he was I, doing I the Christian Bale voice. But, but what's confusing about that is <laughs> his mouth is uncovered. Yeah. When he's doing that, so I'm like, yeah. how the fuck is his voice being digitized? And Unless I don't give a, a shit like about missing... any in-character excuse for why he sounds like that, because those excuses were put in there by writers. And if those writers haven't watched Kevin Conroy's performance in the animated series and listened to the way he does Batman and gone, that's how you do it, then I don't want to know them. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, I, I, I've seen the trailer and gone, okay, fuck Batman. I'm really not that interested in Batman. In the, that trailer. I think he looks really good. Yeah. Like, he looks like the comic book Batman. The only thing I really... Like, there's two things I liked about the, the trailer for um, Batman vs. Superman. Is it Rise of Justice or Dawn of Justice? Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> um, is A, scenery porn, because that cityscape the, the opening shot. Yes, yes. Their their take on um, Metropolis is really nice. Yeah. I'll give you that. And the second one is ignoring, like ignoring Superman, ignoring Batman, which admittedly is a pretty big fucking part of Batman, Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of like the the angle of the whole. It, it's like it's like Lex in the <laughs> two comics. It's it's humanity going, oh wow, this guy's here and he's got these amazing godlike powers and he can do anything he wants. And then going, oh fuck, he can do anything he wants. Mm. And that's what Batman's oh, responding to. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, I, I mean, that it. has always been the Batman versus Superman thing. And also the yeah. Lex versus Superman thing. You're right. Yeah. And if they were pitching Lex as the villain for this, it would be perfect. But it's Batman. But it's Batman. Or, or, or Lex, is, Lex is in it. Yeah, but no, no, he's Lex not is, he's not Batman the Lex. Superman. Yeah. This is it's Batman versus Superman the movie. Lex yeah. is in it. And if this it's not just it's not just Batman vs Superman. No, no, no. no but, well, I mean, no, I know. But in there as well, and yeah, I mean, but the, no, no, the I mean, logo—they're like, not going to spend the whole film fighting each other. Like, apparently, there's something else going on in it as well. But, but I mean, yes. But this film was originally released. The title was originally released as Batman vs Superman. The logo is the Batman and Superman symbols enmeshed, and the trailer is a confrontation between Batman and Superman. It's pretty clear what the primary yeah. focus of the movie is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so three three things I like from this trailer is one the cityscape, mm-hmm. the clearly that all that is beautiful. Two is is the feel and the theme of everything. Is the the um it's it's when all the the lights finally come on on the on the statue of Superman, the false god. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that, like ramping up this, this this idea of xenophobia and whatnot. It really sort of taps into the zeitgeist in the UK at least, but I know it's set in America. But well, Superman's the ultimate a, immigration story, isn't it? Yeah, he? exactly. Which I, yes. you know, it's it's quite an interesting thing to see. Yeah. I, I really want to see a film about that. It and is. the other one was, I kind of, I've got to admit, I like that movie logo. I hate that logo. Oh, what? The, oh, the Batman as Superman. Yeah, logo. I kind of like I, that. I've hated it since no, they first I mean, released it because it is the fat Frank Miller bat, and I don't <laughs> like that. Well, I never yeah, have. Superman, Superman wouldn't have fit into a different one. He's a big no, guy. but you could have done a combined logo. Because um, right, my biggest problem with this is not that the tone won't suit this movie. 
Because like you say, they're ratcheting up this tension and xenophobia and everything. And for this film, that might work. But if this is the tone they are setting, and if this is the tone a Justice League movie will take, and more importantly, if this is the tone a Wonder Woman movie is going to take, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm just, I cannot invest in the DC universe if they're going to do that on screen because they do seem to be sort of reacting to Marvel's bright Technicolor success by going the other way. But they have characters who should be optimistic and positive characters. They don't have... And they've literally, as a publisher, just scrapped the new 52 because if everything feels like Batman, it's a failure. So that message needs to get through to their film guys Oh, really, yeah. really quickly. Like the the, the biggest, the, the biggest, like um, the, I don't know. Like Man of Steel will agree. I oh, I will agree anyway. It's better than the the Nolan Batman films. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, I hate the Nolan I, Batman films. I love Man of Steel. I'm with you. Okay, I'll disagree. But that's fair enough. I mean, I quite, <laughs> I admittedly, I quite like Dark Knight. I like um, the Elseworlds films. That's why I like thinking of them as like an Elseworld. Like, what if Batman existed? Not he's not real Batman. Batman yeah. doesn't quit like he does in Rises. But yeah. you know, whatever. Um, no, no, the, yeah. Um, but I really, really like Man of Steel. I really liked sort of the, the character arc there. Um, I didn't, I didn't really feel like there was any kind of character arc in the, in the Batman films. Is what I mean. Like he started as Batman, he ended as quitting Batman. That's what they all failed to do. Realize but Man of Batman Steel. Was like there was a definite character arc within one movie, which there wasn't in the first three Batman. It's worth saying that in 75 years of comics that Batman hasn't had any character development. I mean, depending on, like, discounting things like alternate universes and shit like that. But yeah, yeah, mainline Batman, yeah. Um, But most of them don't really, are they? They're like the archetypes, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like Batman... Does what he does, like that's why we all love him. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> we so love Batman. If it, was, Batman. If it was more in touch with Man of Steel, which admittedly it wasn't. I mean, Man of Steel wasn't super bright and colourful. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It it wasn't that sort of gringy, gringy. That's not a fucking <laughs> grim, like grim and cringy is yeah, what you were trying to do. Gringy. Uh, and it I was love just, it. You know, it, it it was a nice medium. It it was a very. It's what happens when you try and put Superman in a very real world kind of movie with aliens. Yes, well, it shouldn't be, should it? They, like you quite rightly say, Simon. They, they've 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 backed themselves into a corner and are now trying to make it look like it was an intentional decision to make yeah. a, a film about a man who is from Krypton. Like he is an alien. Like we know that this isn't real. Marvel are not afraid to turn around and say this is all fantasy. This is make pretend, hey, look, you know. We're, we're, we're Let's gonna, go have a laugh with it. And then we're gonna blow up half of New York. Yeah. yeah. It's now, to me, I've described it always as the Marvel Cinematic Universe is founded on the principle of what if our comics came to life? And the DC films are founded on the principle of what if our comics were set in the real world. And they're two very different things. Yeah. That is a really, really good way of looking at it, yeah. You can just you can just think you know you know what it is. You know that all these Studio execs are sat at their boardroom table and they're oh, thinking, they're thinking their you know what made a lot of money? Um, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy made a load of money. Now, wrong. I know you guys like aren't a big fan and I understand why. I like them, as I said, because they're kind of elseworldy. And whether uh, I like them or not, they did make a shit ton of money. They made a fuck yeah. ton of money. We, we can't, we can't. Not so as much like, as Marvel have made, but they did exactly. make a lot of money. 
Exactly. And they're thinking, wow, now that's that's our big seller, you know, like um, the Nolan films. Let's make more of them like that. Cl- people clearly like them. Um, when really, if they want, like you say, if they want to make them really big bucks, they need to start pushing their comic back into comic book world. It needs to be a comic book world. If they want to make, I'm hoping that's what they'll do with this one. If they want my money, they need to bloody movie versionize Brave and the Bold Batman. <laughs> that's what they need. I want I want Jason Momoa playing Brave and the Bold Aquaman. Yeah, the greatest thing ever. The best. He is, he awesome. is absolutely fantastic. Never trust an amphibian. Land or water, choose a side. And, this and is that's the thing, said. right? You can't see them doing Namor in their current universe. Well, yeah, but you can't see them doing those kind of bright and optimistic characters, which they do have in the DC universe. They exist <laughs> uh, in, in the way they're doing it. Superman is like the perfect one. He's the Boy Scout. Shazam. Shazam is a great yeah. example. Yeah, Batgirl, as she's currently done. Batgirl's amazing lately. Power Girl? Power Girl, Power yeah. Girl, absolutely. Harley Quinn, even. Yeah, to a certain point. I mean, you, I mean Harley Quinn, I, I, could, I could totally imagine a really well done... I mean, I know we, we don't, we, we've seen too much grimdark stuff, but I think if, if anyone could do a really good grimdark... Because it's Batman. Series, yeah. <laughs> I think a grimdark Harley Quinn would be really interesting to see. There was a lot of talk uh, of people sort of wishlisting that seeing as they could no longer use Heath Ledger's Joker, they could carry on the clown in the Nolan verse with Harley appearing. And I would have been curious to see a Nolan take on Harley, I will admit, but it, it would not have felt like, a, like Harley Quinn. It would have felt, it would basically have been, if, if, if we'd gone through like the whole Ledger Joker does, isn't around anymore, therefore we get Harley Quinn. She would have basically been what I think would be like an obsessive fangirl kind of thing, mm. and which admittedly she sort of kind of is in the in some of the comics and stuff of the Joker anyway. Oh, well, she but, absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, not all of them. I mean, oh, she got the thing with Ivy and then going off on her own and whatnot. Um, but like when when you know when she first appears as, as yeah. a henchwoman who will literally do anything for Puddin is just sort of yeah it, that. Imagine that, but then take into account that like you know Joker's dead. And she's this sort of scary, obsessed criminal fangirl that can't quite let go. And, you know, like the, the sort of people that send, you know, love letters and stuff to guys on death row. Mm. Yeah. So, that kind of thing. That would be fucking terrifying. Because you're like, what the fuck is she going to do next? Jack, yeah. Jack. Yep. All, all I can think of now, because the way you put that, is just Bill Cosby in a Harley Quinn costume. <laughs> <laughs> Doing everything for pudding. <laughs> my, she, my she does love her pudding pops. <laughs> yeah, my, my new orientation is Bill Cosby dressed as Harley Quinn. That's the Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. But Please. I mean, right, I really want the guys in charge of the DC movies to have a look at the people who do their animated stuff. Yeah, I was going to say animated. They're so good. I was going to say myself, you know, I always say that DC are far superior when it comes to the animated stuff. Yeah. Because Batman animated series, to me, is the oh, definitive God. Batman. It yeah, has it really dark and terrifying moments. But it also oh, has right. moments where Batman will sit quietly with a little girl because he remembers what it's like to be traumatized. Mm-hmm. Or buy, well, return Harley's dress to her because... You know, he remembers what it's like to have a bad day. I had a and bad day too once. It's, it's, 
what's missing from the Nolan vs. Batman is mm-hmm. the belief that any of his villains can be redeemed. And that's what the animated series had in spades, was all bar one of his villains he believed could be vide- uh, redeemed. It's it's not even the Nolanverse. It's literally every cinematic Batman. Yes, well, absolutely. Because um, Schumacher and the and the the um, bloody what's it called? Um, Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. That, that oh, you know what? I always fucking stand by how shit the Tim Burton Batman films. Oh were. no, I agree. It's it's not yeah. a good film. Yeah, like uh, they have. Yeah, they ignore his ones thinking they were good Batman films when actually. They're not. <laughs> They're, the yeah. I, was, I was keeping an eye. That's another thing. I was keeping an eye out. Now I'm actually getting myself angry. I'm ke- I was keeping no. an eye out in the Batman vs Superman trailer right. for any sign of a bat vehicle with machine guns. Oh, do you mean like the Batwing that had massive machine guns and just I murdered a whole Batwing? I, I'm trying to kid myself and thinking that maybe wasn't the Batwing. It looked a lot like the Batwing. It did, but we don't know for certain if it was. Okay, Let I'll grant you that we don't know. Let me dream. Did you see the Riddler question mark? No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, uh, it, there's a there's a long shot of Batman in a, re- a wrecked hall, and there's loads of pillars, like uh, like old architecture, yeah. holding up the ceiling, whatever. Loads of graffiti on it, and there's just a Riddler question mark in the middle of it. Huh. And I was like, that's cool. That's great. Except he goes in the middle of it, and it's just a recording, and it's like, oh, Batman, you're a dumbass. Just <laughs> <laughs> pull back there to an old yeah. old world on stage one episode. We miss you, Troy. Um, Oh, the Ark Asylum. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, hopefully, he doesn't have any vehicles with machine guns because they've been present in every cinematic Batman. Schumacher had one. I've already, I've already stated one. my position on this. I feel that Batman has, he's had guns on the Batmobile. Admittedly, not blasting the hell out of things like he does in the films. I will admit, but. He still has been known to fire projectiles from the Batmobile. Yeah. With stuff. In the comics, I mean, in the anime. No, stuff. it's not a hard and fast rule, but it is overdone in every single film. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, in the, it's in overdone. The, and it, let's, let's be honest, like, even in the. I mean, whoever wrote those comics were really doing a disservice to the spirit of Batman. You mean like? No, no. This is. <laughs> I, I realise how that sounds. Saying careful. That. <laughs> I, I entirely realise how that sounds. Saying that, but like that is like step fucking one of Batman. Yeah, but that's well, the thing. Batman in fairness, he- right? That is an evolution. The original Batman carried a revolver. That is. Uh, no, this is what I was going to make. Is the original Batman carried a revolver and and dropped a noose from the bat blade to hang, <laughs> yep. uh, to hang a mentally ill, like mentally challenged man. Yep. Uh, Hang him. Yeah. Like he literally, he, him. he was escaping in a car yeah. or in the in the back seat of a car. <laughs> he couldn't drive because yeah. he was he had the middle age of like twelve or something. All right. This was in the, the very season. early yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. comics were not very tasteful. Yeah, um, and then he just pulls no. the rope into the thing and catches the guy and then just pulls him out by the neck <laughs> and hangs him. But um, certainly the modern Batman. Yeah. Now we've got to a point where we figured out this whole thing about Batman. There's, there's a brilliant comic. There's a brilliant panel in the comic, which is him, uh, I think it might be Jason Todd, or it might be a more recent Robin when he picks up a rifle or something like, from one of the the, the, the uh, mobsters that they're taking out. Yeah, and he literally all he does is pick it up, and Batman just wrenches it out of his grasp and just chucks it on the ground. And says, "No, that is the weapon of the enemy." Mm. And it's like, yeah, that that is 
That's the problem. Step one of Batman. No, we don't use guns. Guns are the enemy's weapon. The enemy's weapons. There's a brilliant bit in it's in the and going back to the animated stuff um, in the Dark Knight Returns adaptation and the Red Hood um, mm, animated oh, yeah. feature, where it, in two occasions, in occasion each of these, right, um, the, he's given a gun. Yeah. Like in the Dark Knight Returns is when he's trying to use the gun to set off a C4 charge so he can escape. Yeah the tunnel of love where the Joker is. Um, and like he makes a shot and misses and he, he, he just says clumsy to himself. Like he can't use them. Yeah. Like when he's thrown that gun in red hood, like he catches it really awkwardly yeah, in two hands. Yeah. Like it, he doesn't have experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't, he can't deal with it. Yeah. Also um, like there's a difference between trying to like using a gun to shoot a block of C4 as there is to gunning down. Oh no, I wasn't that. using, I wasn't using no, that as I mean, an example. Like, that's, that's yeah. That's the yeah, yeah. thing of like Batman could use a gun in the example of, yeah, shoot it, you know, trying to make a shot to like a trick shot to escape from somewhere. It's much like, like the like, doctor in doctor who did famously use a gun, yes. uh, yeah. but not to shoot someone. Yeah. So, it's the same deal. When you use when you use it as a tool, that's, it's very different to using it as a weapon. It's like the, the, the intended purpose and whatnot. Alex, you look tortured. Yeah. What is wrong? There's actually a scene in um, Batman Beyond. Very first scene of Batman Beyond was it's, it's why he quits being Batman. It's, yeah. in, in Batman Beyond, the first episode, the reason he quits being Batman is because he's getting so old, he can't stop some, He can't stop a mugger or whatever it is. So he pulls a gun on them to stop them and that's the moment yeah and that's the moment he realizes oh shit i, I can't be batman anymore yeah never again yeah it's, it's so powerful the fact that he threatens someone with a gun which makes it, it so key to his character yeah and that is just it's like that and then you just sort of fucking show that at, at fucking the first burton batman film where the batmobiles off gunning mm. down joker's henchmen the trick would be if you do have to have them out they'll fire things uh like weapons and things it would be to tactically you know, neutralize people chasing or whatever, yeah. like shooting things in the way yeah. of people. Or, or the trick would yeah. be don't have him shooting things with the Batmobile. You're a writer. Yeah. Write something different. Exactly. Like, that's true. That's true. I mean, even... even I mean, if you had to. Is my, what I my, mean. my God, I don't want to, to, to praise this man, but my God, even Schumacher <laughs> had moments where, like, you know, the Batmobile needs to bust out somewhere. All right, cool. Super armor plating, bust through the wall. Didn't need to shoot anything. It did then go on to shoot other things, but <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I can drive at walls and shit. Yeah, well, well I mean, I'm not going to go too far praising Schumacher. Because, <laughs> as good as he did also be Batman, Robin, Batman forever. Um, yes, yes, weird, he did. That's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Schumacher's a weird, weird. Man. He's a weird director, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, uh, casting Arnie as as Doctor Free. Anyway, as Mister Free. Nice to see you. Uh, this is the thing, it gets depressing because I tried to pick up this film and like the one that's gonna come out because I'm still I still have like a little bit of hope that it could be really good. Yep. And you know, that perhaps we've all been wrong and that the DC cinematic universe will actually become a relevant rival. I certainly, for Marvel. I certainly no no, none of us none of us are None of us are hoping that that isn't the case. No, I know. Yeah. I just we all I want... feel tired yeah. that I'm <laughs> like having to try and think of reasons to actually continue looking forward to this thing. Oh, you know? oh my like, god! We... Because because Batman man is <laughs> Batman man. Yes. Um, oh man, man he used to be radioactive Batman. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he sure was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah. No, I just you know I want Batman to be awesome. I want everyone to love Batman as much as we, I love we, Batman. We all want Batman to be awesome. We want yeah. Batman vs Superman to be a great film. Yeah. 
I would, I would love it to be a great film. I just, yeah, just there was nothing in that trailer that made me think it would be a good film. Set the skyline. A nice looking skyline, but that doesn't mean it's a good film. I know, <laughs> I know. Rob's infecting me with his optimism. Optimized, mindless optimism. I believe it's called mindless <laughs> optimism. Yeah. Funnily enough, is what that trailer was lacking. Yeah. Well, well, sorry. Optimism is what it was lacking. That trailer. I I agree with the whole thing. That it look, it looks too dark for Superman. Yeah. As in, I couldn't see shit that was going on. So probably that's why I couldn't see the, the question. Because Batman is that good that even the people watching his films can't see him. <laughs> I will yeah, say uh, I am really pleased with how they both look in costume. Yeah, uh, Affleck like- fills out the bat suit every bit as well as I had hoped he would, and Superman still looks great. It's you know mm-hmm. as characters they look good. Although weirdly, I, I, I couldn't looking at Batman in the Nolan films mm. when you can just see his chin. I couldn't tell that that was that was Christian Bale from his chin. I can tell I can tell Ben Affleck's chin apart from other people's chins. He's got quite a chin. He's got he? a distinctive face. He's got a good He's chin. got a distinctive lower face. Mm. So like, yeah. I think part of why he was cast was he has a good jaw. Yeah, but it's a very distinctive jaw. That's like two thirds of the reason. Bat- yeah, that makes, him a bat- that makes him a bad Batman. Jaw, I don't know. Look at the yeah, way they draw Batman in uh, the animated series. Very distinctive jaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, like two thirds of all the guys in the DC animated universe had that jawline. But when I mean, it's just sleep, they're very triangular. Yeah. They make a point of it with uh, characters covering up the top half of his face with their hand as they look at him and going, huh. Yeah, you know it, he is distinctive by jawline. It's it's also there. I mean, I love I loved um, DC animated universe Superman because he was like eighty percent chin. Like what they draw <laughs> him daily. this giant head, and then it's just like all his facial features are in the top quarter of the face. Yeah, yeah, he's got like, like just really small eyes, tiny <laughs> eyes, tiny nose, tiny mouth, and then the rest of his face is just chin. chin. <laughs> but I think it's uh, just very telling was... that DC universe as they've done it now. Um, they could have gone with world's finest, and they went with versus. You know, there's there's two yeah. ways to do Batman and Superman together, especially if you're yeah. building towards a Justice League movie. Justice, and they, they went finest. for the dark version. It could have been finest. It'll be fine until the Mortal Kombat characters turn up. Unless what happens <laughs> is they do fight, and then they become finest. Well, if it's Dawn of Justice, I do expect them to team up by the end of the movie. So yeah. it turns out the first five so there minutes, has to be the first five minutes is them fighting. The rest of the film is like them palling around with Aquaman. Yeah, yeah I can only hope fun. that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> see, 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 we're infecting you with our mindless you, optimism. I don't expect like, that in any way. Don't worry, <laughs> it could happen. I can't but, wait till a massive shark just jumps out of the water and eats someone in front of Superman and Batman. And then they're going to be like, no killing it. That command's just like, I didn't fucking kill anyone. But <laughs> I mean, I would especially like them palling around with um, Aquaman for the rest of the film, given that it is Jason Momoa playing him. He's and so dear cool. God, Jason Momoa makes my knees weak. He is looking pretty He's good. Yeah. He is very cool. Do any of you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. Nope. Um, sort of. I watch it like by osmosis. Jenna watches it, and I just pick up bits. Oh, okay. I well, I, I know more or less what happens. I, I, uh, in, in terms of uh, Game of Thrones, wait, wait. Right, I've read Don't the, say anything because I know you've had it spoiled recently. Do not say. Anything. I've read the first book. Don't, okay. 
I've seen the first episode of the first season, and I've seen the first episode of the latest season. Okay. <laughs> I've basically decided I don't give a shit anymore. And Fair so I'm just, I'm just going to watch it as it comes, and you go, oh, that's kind of cool. I like what they've done there with that. Okay, that's cool. We won't talk about it then. I, I was, I, just as it's back. I like Varys. Yes, he's very cool. There we go. That's, cool. that's me nailing my colours to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> he's very cool. He's very, very I cool. like the eunuch. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Anyway, never mind. Yeah. Oh, you can talk about it if you want. Well, I mean, that's it. Like, I think it... And I like Cersei, but I don't know if that's just because it's Lena Headey. It makes me think, you know what? I was thinking about this with Daredevil, actually, that I find that the future of television is with these things like HBO and Netflix. Like, obviously, like, <laughs> like to have things on demand, that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. obvious. But I mean, the structure of a television show now has a lot more liberty. So if you are filming an episode of Game of Thrones and you want half of the entire episode to be set in one place, for example, that would happen. That would never happen on like a network television. Where well, HBO to... have been doing that for years. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that now that more and more things are available to do that, now that we have Netflix and other ways of just watching media. So mm. you would like a show... For instance, it's on to, I don't know, take any, like Gotham, for instance, that you have a, it's written, so you have a bit of a build up and a build up and a build up and a build up, and then there's an advert. I think the perfect example of what you're driving at for me is House of Cards, uh, made for Netflix, where the episodes are of inconsistent length. They are the length of the story they're telling. They're not made for an airing schedule. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, some episodes are short, some episodes are long, mm. because it doesn't matter, they're on demand. hmm That's really interesting. It does it's completely just, change the tone of the show, because you never have a scene that's added to pad the story, because your script ran short for the 45 minutes you've got to fill in an hour, and you never have a scene that's cut down because the show ran long for this episode. You just have an extra 10 minutes in the episode, or it's uh, like, it's- 7 minutes less, you know. It's it's like if a Lord of the Rings wizard wrote a TV show. Yeah. It's never too long. It's never too short. It's exactly the length it needs to be. Yeah. And because you're not answering to anyone, you're not on normal television, so you're not having to have adverts made to fill a certain time within your show. Mm. Because you're free of that constraint, you're then allowed to structure your television show in a completely creative, different way. Yeah. yeah you don't have to hit the beats for the ad breaks. That's also very exactly, true. Yeah. 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 Even aside from like the quality of the shows, yeah, on-demand TV is making some really interesting choices, or rather, giving people the option to make some really interesting choices. It's the so it is to be. It's allowing people to tell long-form visual storytelling without meeting these incredibly tight constraints. It is definitely an interesting future. And they're also structuring series differently with the fact that people are watching the whole thing in one go. Yeah. So you're not sort of hanging on week by week. I feel we should be worried at the moment because, like, Rob's talking about this with like some glee and whatnot, and then talking about amazing things that that on-demand TV can do, and grinning knowingly. And I feel like the next thing he's going to say is, "So I've got this idea. We're going to make an on-demand TV show." Ah, one stage one and the mystery hole. Well, that's the great thing is, like, it is cheaper to make as well. That's why it's going to happen more and more. Like, you don't have to advertise that much because everyone that you know now has Netflix, okay? Like, all you need to be do, doing is just be sat there on a sofa. It will appear on your television. You don't need 
as many adverts really obviously daredevil had a lot of adverts because that they were really pushing that but i never saw a trailer for daredevil uh, I saw a trailer, but, but that was because it was all, all all over YouTube. Uh, like it took over YouTube for a while. You had like him in his mask um, on like the YouTube and whatever. Um, but yeah, it would be cheaper to make a show on Netflix as well. Yeah. By the way, so it would be easy. It's internet. Someone someone make me someone make me a teaser poster for World One Stage One and, and the Mystery Hole and the Mystery Hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of YouTube, uh, if you go to YouTube. Currently, and you type mm. in how not to steal a bus. Um, <laughs> one of the videos you will find quite early on, and you might want to add how not to steal a bus W1S1, that will make it oh even easier, uh, is... I'll just see if that works. W1S1. It's not... Oh, that's annoying, because the top one is an advert, but it is the top result otherwise. I've put it's up some videos... Thing. Yes, I played with the guys I normally play Payday with, um, the Get to the Chopper crowd. Played the Prison Break heist over the weekend for GTA 5 on the PC, and I've put up some videos of some successful and less successful uh, parts of that mission. Uh, How Not to Steal a Bus is my favourite. It features two wonderful moments. One is me getting run over by a prison bus that is freewheeling with a dead driver in first-person perspective. And there is something horrific about being run over by a prison bus in first-person perspective. Yes, I can imagine. Uh, The other part in that video that's quite a highlight for me is uh, when we stole the prison bus and decided to try and escape from the police by driving on the train tracks with what I will describe as inevitable consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But, I mean, the whole heist is there in successful parts and there's a couple of fun failed attempts as well uh so if you want to see what gta 5 looks like on the pc that's a pretty good way of finding out well i was just about to ask actually but like how is it like and do you know what the situation is with mods simon sorry you went silent there for a moment what was that Oh, um, just because, you know, you, you've been playing GTA 5 on the PC, like, do you know what the situation with, with mods is? Because I've been hearing different things. Right. Um, like with um, GTA 4, there's no real official support for mods. I haven't looked into them yet because it's early days now. They're still trying to break apart the file structure. What yeah. will come, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some render effect mods like we did with GTA 4, an easy now Boris mod to make it over render and look beautiful is inevitable, but it looks pretty damn good already on the PC, I have to say. And they've added things like uh, ambient cats and dogs and foxes in the city, which really brings (laughs) the world to life a lot. Like there are people out walking their dog now and stuff that I never saw in the consoles. We saw that today. I oh, saw no. that today. Yeah, not on the on, that was on single player mode though. That's true. He just saw a guy walking his dog at Twitch. Said, "Oh, look at the little dog set is on fire." <laughs> do you want? Do you want to tell them about my excellent? Because I vowed to land on a vehicle. Oh God, yeah. Today, just just before this episode aired, we were having a bit of fun on GTA Five. Uh, Rob decided he was going to try and jump out of a plane and land on a car. Right. That was the goal. Jumped out of the plane. Well, as he was jumping out of the plane, was saying, "Wait, did I pick up a parachute?" <laughs> he picked up a parachute. Uh, parachuted down, missed the car, but landed on the the what was it? Freeway is it overpass? Yeah, 
Um, and so we're looking down at the things. Right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump down and we're gonna land on a car. Jump down, landed on the windscreen of a car. Right, bounced off the car, went across the next lane, and was promptly run over by a car coming the other way. Wow, I fucking love GTA Five. So <laughs> it was the best timing. Like it, it, was... it was. It was later on as well when you when you uh, crash your car headlong into someone, got out. Went, ran a couple of steps to the left and were probably run over by the car that you had just rammed into as the man had slumped over it and somehow done a donut and crashed into you. Yeah, a dead man at the wheel killed me. Like, similar with you, Simon. It was amazing. I fucking love it this is, game. It's a great game. The attention to detail is just outstanding. I will say that crashing your car in first-person mode is deeply traumatic experience. Oh, yes. Uh, but not as traumatic as being hit by a prison bus in first-person mode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah. No, do you know what's more traumatic? Drowning in first-person mode. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, now you just you made took it there. You went there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I watching Jenna play it. She's been playing GTA 5 an awful lot. And I can imagine that. Wow. It's, it's, Wait, I will say that violent, for... Few... Violent games. This is when he is in bed. Oh, okay. When Evie's in bed, the rule doesn't count. Um, for future YouTube, <laughs> I, I don't know if any of you guys are planning on getting it for the PC, but for future YouTube hilarity, I have bought Zoe a copy. Uh, so that's going to be quite fun. PC, even if I'll only be able to play it at Rowan's, I will, I will get it on the PC. Marvellous, because I, I really want to do Twitch streams of more different combinations of people doing stupid jobs and heists in the PC I version. I just set everyone on fire. That is my whole bit. I mean, as long as they're the right people, then I'm all in favour of that. I've got like a 50-50 success rate on that. Okay, that should be good for Twitch. Yeah. I mean, okay, so as you are now able to sort of judge them or, you know, yeah, rate them as you've got one on the PS4 as well, right? You've got. I've actually played PS4. this on the original release on Xbox 360. I played it on the PS4 and I've played it on the PC now. Oh, okay. How would you? Well, okay. From PS4 to PC, um, which is better? It's going to depend on your PC, uh, obviously. If you've got a really high spec PC, then it's better on the PC. Sixty frames per second really makes a difference if you're yeah you know if you're the kind of person attuned to notice that sort of thing it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. it's beautiful better textures better shadows um those those moments when you're driving down a highway and the sun is setting and the light yeah. catches the city just right look just that bit better on the pc also i think no, I think I'm wrong in uh, saying that you get more players in some of the modes in online. I think it's the same as the PS4. But if you have a, a pretty good gaming PC, not even top of the end, uh, top of the line, it's still going to look really good on PC. Uh, I've probably at least as good as the PS4. The real game for me running it on PC is the fact that I'm running it in 2560 by 1440. Uh, whereas, of course, the PS4 Jeez. is is uh, just 1080p. So it's Jeez really high Christ. res. It's 60 frames per second. It's just gorgeous. Nice. 
I've said this before, Simon. But I hate you sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I think that you are right to do so. <laughs> that is your right to do so. <laughs> I, no, I think you. that you are right to do so. I don't think that I, I could disagree with you. Still love you, Dan. And I think you are right to do so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't run anything on my computer past circa 2005. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to run FTL at the moment. That's oh, not great. Okay. Yeah, I need a new computer. But You, you know, do. Arsenal gear is on his way out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal gear? It's my name my laptop. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I named them after uh, Metal Gears. Ah. Because he's like that. He is Mold quite like Rex. that. My old one was Rex. This one's Arsenal gear. Next one's going to be Ray. Surprise! Uh, okay, it's 4.20 today. Or in, it is in America and Japan, but in the rest of the world it is 24. It is Happy Jack Bauer Day, everyone. Woo! <laughs> Don't fight it. Don't fight it, I'm a snake. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, Jack Bauer. I know his name's Kiefer Sutherland, but it's Jack Bauer, goddammit. Ah, oh, sad times. It is. It is. Shall we, shall we draw things to a close on that sad times note? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. So yes, uh, wow. go to the YouTube for World 1 Stage 1 to watch stupid GTA videos, of which there will be more, uh, because and I'm going to keep playing it. Soon. Yep. Hopefully. Oh, do, do people message here still? Not enough. Not enough. No, which is why they... Uh, can we have some? Send us fan mail, you fuck barrows. Yes. If anyone's out there, if anyone's I, out there, please. I have not been on an episode with fan mail. I we did fan get mail. some yeah, fan mail, but it is from one of our hosts. So uh, we'll hold off on that one until he's not here. Yeah. Okay. Here's a challenge. We'll have, if, you, if you're out there now, specifically, send some fan mail in of us to, to Rob. Listener mail, not fans. That's not pretending. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's not be too up ourselves. All right. Yeah. <laughs> send, send tolerant mail to... Uh, <laughs> To, um, to Rob and tell, tell him what you think of him. Tell me exactly what you think. He's passed, of me. He's passed his probation now. I am. The tag's off. But yep. yes, you can send us <laughs> messages on Facebook, where we are World One Stage One, easy to find. You can send us messages on Tumblr, where we are World One Stage One. You can send us messages on Twitter at W1S1. Or you can email us at World One Stage One at gmail.com. We're really easy to get hold of. Uh, yes, so, uh, or also mail at worldonestage1.com yelling but, so do it do it <laughs> send uh, us comments <laughs> yeah send us comments tell us things and yeah. and we'll talk about it and in the future tell your friends there may even be some game giveaways because I recently discovered my Humble Bundle account and saw how many unredeemed keys I have for games I already own Oh, so should we, do, uh, should we need to do like a proper live stream call in episode? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like not did, sure. Like I'm not sure technically if we could set that up, but I I will look into it. Look into it because I know we did something along those lines before where we did the, the the good old games bundles. We did, and it was awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I want to do that again. We'll, oh, have, like, we'll have a marathon with. Yeah. That never aired. You never recorded that, did you? No, no, you just, no. That was only a live stream. Live. Benefit of the live fans. Oh, see, that'd be awesome. We should do that. So yeah, let's give that. We'll, we'll try and give that another go. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um, and basically, yeah, follow the Twitter because I think I'm going to do some stuff there 
to try and get some Twitter followers with game giveaways. Excellent. I have a Twitter account now, so I will follow me. I have a Twitter account. We'll put all our Twitter accounts on it. Is that a good idea? You have a new Twitter account, Jack. Yes. World one, uh, W1S1 Jack. Oh, ah. World two then. Yeah. One you are going to I'll use. W1S1. Awesome. Yeah, I, I will try and use it. Like, I will, I'll probably just end up tweeting from work. Shh, I don't actually do anything like that. Don't, don't be silly. Chuck. Yeah. Oh, well, that was all I was going to say. It was kind of... <laughs> I did a Harrison Ford edit there. I was supposed to go, Jack, you're not supposed to do that work, and it turned out, Jack. <laughs> Hard time. <laughs> Chewie, we're home. Chewie, we're home. No, Harrison, that's wrong. Do you mind? Just try me Take to. I do want Chewie, to. we're home? Chewie, that's we're home. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie, we're home! We're home. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one! That's the one. That's the golden take. We've got this. Right. <laughs> so this has let's been... Leave. Yes, let's run. Run away. You have been listening to World 1 Stage 1. I have been Simon. I've been Jack. I've been Irish. I've been Rob! And Chewie? We're home. Fire boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.